ancient machine spirits, bless this audio board on this day that you shall not crash, that you shall not lose the audio, that I shall not have to pretend to have a conversation with Danny for the first time. Please take the sacred incense and give to me a quality episode of Mob Rules. In his name. In his name. We pray. Oh shit, I didn't hit record. Oh man, what did we, uh, what do we think of the jokes on you all? One, I haven't figured out a fade out button for this new program that I'm using. Yeah, it's pretty two, smooth. <laughs> two, what do you guys all think of that skit? Oh God. This happens every time you get a new soundboard. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you just got to let it, you just got to let them roll with it, right? Roll. Yeah. It's going to happen. So, sorry for the next few episodes, folks. It's probably going to be a little rough. <laughs> it's, it's a lot like butt sex. You oh. just have to acquiesce and let it happen. All right? Oh yeah, because it's been so smooth sailing before. That's all I'm say. <laughs> I mean, okay, fair. Uh, hey, welcome to, I think, uh, an episode of Mob Rules I've been the most hyped for for a long time. I've played a bunch. We've got a bunch of cool stuff happening. We're yeah. talking about some great uh, uh, 40K story today. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I think between uh, Dave and I, I mean, Danny, I can't speak for you, but we've had pretty bad weeks, so we've been looking forward to tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have no like idea. hardcore. Um, so I'm John, joined, of course, by Danny and, and Dave. Yep. And yeah, we are, we are here. This is as cathartic and, and uh, what's the other word I'm looking for, is, is therapeutic for us as it is painful and irritating to you guys. So so thank you for letting us do this here. I'm just here for the booze. Hey, who yeah. isn't trying to drown my week in Vigilus peach is, ale? Peach ale, yeah. Mm. Vigilus is ablaze and sounded so way less, Dave way with, more manly in my head when I started that sentence. It goes really well with your bra, Dave. <laughs> oh, boy. <coughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> Games have happened. Tournaments have happened. Uh, Dave's released like a billion videos I and know. things. Dang. It's three videos. It I mean, seems that's like so r- it was so rough. Dave, that is three <laughs> so times that is three times our monthly output. <laughs> I know. So uh, Dave, that is an infinite amount of times more than the videos that I have released. <laughs> that's not true. You're starring in all sorts of videos. Oh, I star I'm, in videos. I'm <laughs> I'm doesn't create them. <laughs> I'm turning you into the Conan O'Brien of the forty K world. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna promise him a slot uh, on like yeah. infection. Yeah, I was like, dude, Am you're I gonna, gonna be so fired? good. <laughs> we're gonna get you on a real podcast one of these days. Trust us. There's an awesome podcast, I'm sure, that's just waiting for a new host. We'll get you there. Don't worry about it. Mob rules, it's a training ground. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that wasn't the was, one I was going for, but it works. <laughs> so ominous, neat. Yeah. yeah. Uh so So uh, I I know what I've been up to. What, what have you been up to? I Dave? want to know what Danny's been up to. I mean, we all do, but here's the thing. I have here's, not, like <laughs> here's I, a little inside baseball right here. All okay? right. <laughs> Danny's thing leads directly kind of into my thing. Or my thing leads directly into Danny's thing, depending on how you're And we're not talking about docking. They are actually talking exactly about that. <laughs> all right, so so Dave, what what have you been up to? Uh, the weeks have blended together, so I'm gonna going to assume since the last time we recorded, I released a few Tabletop Plus videos. I on think the honestly, librarian. I'm not sure. I can't tell you to be honest. The days I've lost track of all sorts of times. Understandable. Um, I, I believe the uh, Power Sword video went up after the podcast, as well as the cloak. Which, by the nice. way, 
I, shame on GW for lying to us about the colors they used oh, for that. You're still on this I again. still am. Well, because oh, come on, what, dude, Max Valet, the guy that painted the librarian, was like, "Oh, I didn't use those colors." I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> "Because he Max, like, he makes his own batch of paint that's like right. seventeen different paints mixed oh, into it's, one. It's uh, or it's got like ground hair and feathers and stuff in it. Right, seventeen parts Abaddon black uh, to one 50, part urine, what? fifty-two parts uh, Stormbrimen fur." <laughs> That's a really weird equation, dude. Wouldn't it just be easier? Wouldn't it be simpler to do like, yeah, he's like, uh, four parts storm vermin, four, 16 parts uh, administratum gray. Can you just say one quarter? No. I am the master painter here. One to four. I decide the ratio. <laughs> I put just in 16 and wrote it down, so trust me, that's how many it was. Because I used 16 pots of paint. <laughs> um yeah, I, when I read that, I, I like to imagine there was somebody at GW headquarters just going, somebody get Max on the line. We need to talk to him about that because... Uh, we need uh, to teach him basic math. <laughs> that wrong. Uh, we don't make that color, so... <laughs> what color did you use? Oh, uh, I started with a goblin green base. Uh, oh, <laughs> get the up. fuck out. Oh. <laughs> you t- oh, that'd be awesome. If there was like a behind-the-scenes thing and where they they're painting. Like, Every time they do a heavy metal paint job, one of the painters are like, paint it's so pots. good. It's, they got the goblin green oh, brace oh. in place. And in the middle of the night, Duncan's sneaking in, painting them all black. Like, <laughs> no! You know what I, I want to see? It. Is I want to see like a behind-the-scenes UW video of the painters and just have them using like another brand of paint. But it's all censored, like really, like <laughs> oh, like, ja- like Japanese, Japanese porn. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so you just mix this pot of. Do you think that's just a miniature too, since it has the paint on it? Yeah, <laughs> just the parts, just yeah, certain parts right. that are blurred yeah. out. <laughs> they blur the paint on the model. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I uh, wonder if I could do that in Photoshop. Now that I'm thinking about it, hmm. I mean, it's just simple tracking yeah. on uh, yeah Premiere. Mm. Mm, but yeah, back to Warhammer. Um, so back to Warhammer. So I released those videos. I'm actually like super stoked, happy with the way the librarian turned out. Yeah, um, sure. With the exception of realizing that I needed to get my hands on some iron hands decals. Oh um, yeah, I have some for you. Yeah, I mentioned it. Cause, Sorry, I I forgot. Because when you listen to this podcast on Saturday, you'll go, Ah, oh, damn it! I forgot I was supposed to give tape iron hand decals. <laughs> hey oh, Dave, um, or was he? Just you're just gonna get the iron hand yeah. if you keep yeah. this up. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. Um, <laughs> so, we talking about jerking uh, it now? No, <laughs> not the stranger well, a Dutch rudder. The iron hand. Okay, Ooh, that's a different mm-hmm. move. Look it up. Just Google it. Google image search with it turned with safe search off. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna get something. Oh, my play. wife doesn't just let me do that. Dutch. Googling Dutch runner with safe search on. It's just a bunch of boats. Somebody's just really confused. Uh, these are really nice looking Dutch guys, I guess. But what does that have to do? Uh, but I, I finished assembling and uh, got base coated all of the rest of the squad that I'm using for um, replacing my, my Rusty 17. Or was prior nice. to an announcement from um, Frontline Gaming this week. Oh. Which made me go, hmm. I mean, I didn't play a sound there because equally it could have been done, 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 or badumts. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I converted up a couple of the guys because as I've said in the previous episode, I, I dislike, I, I personally dislike the lieutenant. So I converted a lieutenant from one of the regular infiltrators oh, okay. using a bunch of the parts and lieutenant's gun and stuff like that. Uh, I also converted uh, one of the sniper sergeants because mm-hmm. um, I don't like... 
not everybody has to be in the same position. You know, when we have multiple sets like that, like I bought a set, you bought a set, John yeah. bought a set. I mean, the same position gets boring. Right. Yeah, you got to mix it up. I mean, right. it's proven effective though. Can't be on that's one. Can't be that's, on one knee, gun up straight true. hard, just every time. I mean, you gotta. Whoa, you know, dude. What? Phrasing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I converted up uh, one of the sergeants doing something completely different using um, an actual reaver arm and some easy conversions. Was he skiing? No, he was he was just he was, was he snowboarding? Maybe. I mean, you're saying completely different, so I won't go necessarily. Right. It's a non-war so I I moved I moved the gun around. So the regular sergeant with the sniper rifle is holding it across his chest. Now mine is holding the gun up in the air. Um, he his other hand is actually doing the uh, traditional point. Oh, because that's how I roll over there. Shoot yeah. him. Yeah, shoot over there. <laughs> the other guy's like. What are you fucking doing? You got a gun. Don't point your gun in the air. Point it at the guy. Shoot over there. I'm shooting the up in the air bullet that arcs up and lands on stuff I can't Ooh, see. So. And that's a shot that they have. Yeah. So, uh, And then I used a uh, the Dark Angel Primaris Lieutenant head to make sure that all of my snipers had hoods because I wanted them all to be uniform. Nice. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, I got very frustrated when I was building some of the guys up uh, because I was doing three squads of five of the infiltrators. And Danny and I split some of the freebies that we got, and Danny took some of the arms that I needed. I did? Yeah. You did. I got the arms that you need. Oh. Because I went, these arms don't line Good up. Good thing you're a master modeler and can make them work. I'm sorry. I have them in a bag. No, I just threw them away and, had, and bought another set. That's dumb. Oh. Uh, no, I didn't throw them away. They're still sitting. But oh. Yeah, I wouldn't, throw, I wouldn't throw those away. Yeah, people rooting through your trash can now for half models <laughs> and then rooting through Danny's trash can for half models. And then they'll get a full model. That's all I got. So yeah. I was waiting for the sound yeah, effects. Yeah, I, I was hoping for a sound effect. No, nope, there is that. none. You guys going to bitch about my sound effects? We yeah. bitch every time about your sound effects. That's never stopped you once. I've, yeah, I bitch about everything. That's yeah. Fair. yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, but I got those... Uh, <laughs> I got those spray painted and uh, and I dry. I did my first start of, of dry brushing on them to make them because for my easy black that I like to use uh, to get them ironed up. And then rules changed and now I have to go pure custodes if I want to play custodes. So, how does uh, that make you feel? Kind of hurt me a little bit on the inside because it just means I have to paint more custodes. They're they're already built. I just have to paint them. They take a lot longer to paint than. Primaris infiltrators. Really? Yeah. Really? You mean the monocolor guys with like red tabards? Yeah. yeah the, that's what you get from the way that standards, I, I guess. Yeah. The, well, only because I foolishly master class. Master painted? Uh, yeah. I master painted a bunch of the, uh, a bunch of them to start with for the LVO trip. So I now I have to make them all match up to that instead of to this other standard that I was going to go for. Because <laughs> nobody's going to be able to be like, oh, well, uh, doesn't look as good as your custodes. I'm like, they're not supposed to look as good That's as the custodes. Fine. You're like, the custodes are supposed to look amazing. This is the point where I stopped caring. Uh, and I got notification. You can literally that my, see it. <laughs> my three tanks have shipped. I'm so Fantastic. excited. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm uh, not excited. I wish I lived in a spot that I could have just walked into Forge World and Bottom or gone to Adepticon and Bottom. But I wish you lived in England too, Dave. Uh, or, you know, Texas. I could live in Texas. Word. I mean, I don't wish that on you. I don't wish. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> are you kidding? They'd be like, "Are you the four loco guy?" Woo! Let's see you down here. Sorry to anybody who listens to us in Texas or did until that. Terrible. I know. I was gonna say oh, if it man. wasn't for me saying that, I wouldn't <laughs> wish living in Texas on my worst enemy. Your fantastic Oklahoma accent right there my, probably did it. My more. cherry on the top. What there. that is? 
I don't think that's either of those places. <laughs> that's <laughs> from Stereotype USA. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> Uh, but that's that's it. And then I missed out on the tournament this weekend, which makes me very sad. Uh, but on the plus side, I did go uh, become a giant uh, woman and got a mani-pedi. Hey, there is no shame in getting a mani-pedi. I will tell you right now, there is almost nothing more magical than a mani-pedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a... Friendship is more magical. 2,000-year-old being. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, he has an age now? <laughs> <laughs> 2000 plus year old being I gotta cut that out that's yeah. not part of our lore uh, <laughs> it's just took I took four 12 year olds around for a birthday day we went and got mani petties and then they went to do a jumping on trampolines yeah it was fun I mean that sounds like a good day and you know it, it actually was a good day and we had a really we had a really good time being a good dad and not uh trying to kill yourself like uh, Danny and I did yeah what a great True. segue yeah so you guys tried to kill yourselves only only slightly Hey, so so I'm going to jump in here, Danny, because I think yours is the more exciting one to kind of end on here. Oh, okay. Um, so I played four games in as the last as usual. two weeks. Look at you. Which is, look at me go. Yeah. Um, I played against um, our friend Josh. Yep. And he was like, are you okay if I proxy a bunch of stuff from the new Chaos book? Because um, oh. we were we were playing a game before the, the Chaos book or Vigilus came out. But I'm like, you know, it would be great to get some experience against the units and kind of see what they all do. About halfway through the game, I'm like, you know, I'm taking this back. You cannot use any of the new units unless you have the model. Because, <laughs> my God. So I was kind of running my, my standard Death Guard 2K list. So, like, lots of play, uh, lots of Poxwalkers, lots of Plague Bearers. Like, lots of chaff and a couple of tanks to do all the heavy lifting. And then three Obliterators at 115 points each. This is So this is at the old points cost. Uh, came in, and then one round of shooting blew up two of my tanks. So they killed two Plague Burst Crawlers um, in one round of shooting. And I'm like, oh. Yikes. Yikes. I was, yeah, I, was, I was actually there in the store for that. I'm like, all right, fuck me then, I guess. I mean, I think that's, <laughs> there's that's, not much you can do to that's that. That's the screaming I heard coming from John's end of the, ta- of the, the area he was playing on the table. I can imagine it's probably pretty frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're super good. And like I said, the, the scary thing is, like looking at the rules now, uh, Josh was actually playing about 150 points down. Yeah, as it reads. As it reads right now. So I'm like, man. So he had some new Havocs with the chain cannons. Oof. And like, when I see things like, so he had a squad of uh, four of the chain cannons uh, right into my Plague Bearers. My Plague Bearers were minus two to hit, had a five up and vulnerable, and my five plus plus disgustingly resilient. Mm-hmm. He killed seven in one round of shooting. Oh, which, that's not very good. Which, well, with 32 I mean, shots. Did he buff them or anything? Yeah, with buffs. I mean, it's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then he did, like, the obliterators did a lot of damage. It was the Lord Discordant, though, that did the most damage out of anyone. So really? wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that the Lord Discordant, the most crapped on model since it came out and was announced to be 12 wounds, absolutely wrecked face? Yes. Well, I actually, yeah, no, yeah, I'm actually really happy with that sound effect. (laughs) He he was super good. Um, And I said a lot of people like they they have this kind of black or white view of of characters in 40k right now, right? Where if you are under 10 wounds, great, you're awesome, you're amazing. If you're over 12 wounds, you're shit, and it's just it's not accurate at all. And the reason that the Lord Discordant did so much damage to me wasn't necessarily what he was doing. Um, personally, it's the buffs he was handing out to the decimators around him. It was the like the sheer number of attacks that model throws out. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's it's a ridiculous amount. So, I mean, I would say look past the fact he has 12 wounds. Like, if you look at one thirteenth of his profile, he is trash. You're right. Yeah. He's only got 12 wounds. Uh, John, he's got 12 wounds. Why couldn't you target him with all of your firing and bring him down before he got there? Oh, I could, but he had a warlord trait on him, which made me him take half damage on everything. Neat. And he regained a wound every turn. Yep, that's a rule that he has. So it's like, yeah, it, it, it was really. And Josh played him really well. Um, well, obviously, Josh plays everybody really well. He's, yeah, like Rain Man for 40K, but that's good. Uh, <laughs> it was a great game. Uh, and then, fast forward, we're going to the tournament. Uh, and the night before, I started to have kind of doubts if I was going to go or not because I was like, uh, our, our local TO ruled that he was going to go by the new Chaos Space Marine book and have uh, Obliterators be 65 points. And it's like, that's stupid and broken as shit. Why, the, why would you do that? And then I'm lying in bed and I'm telling my wife this. And she's like, oh, what time are you going tomorrow? I'm like, well, I'm not going to go because of this. And she's like, oh, you back out at the last minute every time. And I'm like, oh, man, my wife's calling me <laughs> now, huh? You're turning into me. Yeah. Don't be a Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, nope, I'm going to go. Hashtag Dave sucks. Don't be a Dave. Come on. So I went to the tournament that we just had. Um, had a great time, actually. Uh, the first game I played against Andrew, a uh, new player. Yep. Um, super new. But was very open about it. Um, we only made it to like turn three, but I was kind of fine with that because it was a good learning game and it was kind of a good experience for both of us there. Sure, um, right? Wasn't obviously the most competitive game, um, but it was a really good game. Uh, round two, I played Danny, uh, which yep. we will go into in a little bit there because it we was game of the day. I, be- I believe oh, I said you. it best. Of- no, you're wa- oh a- man, yeah, it was. So. So I, I tweeted out that you guys could follow it using the BCP app and see how Don, John, Donnie, Donnie, oh, Donnie, that, wow, that four Donnie? logo, that four logos really fucking with me right now. Uh, John and Danny were doing uh, and, and track their progress and see their lists. And then I turned around and looked and went, never mind, John's done. He's got to play Danny. His only weakness. My only weakness, <laughs> skilled players. <laughs> um, and then in round three, I played against one of our local players, uh, Brian. Um, and the game, I mean, it was good. It was just the, 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 what happened is he made like one or two errors in the first turn, which kind of let me just take over. And it was, it, what happened was when he noticed that that had happened and then things happened like in dice games, like he shot like six last cannons at my thing. And like, I made all of my disgustingly resilience for him. Well, the, you're a son of a bitch. Statistically, that shouldn't happen, right? I sure. understand that. But, I mean, it just it got really, really got to him. Well, and let's like, see. As it was going on, you could tell he was having less and less fun with it. And I'm like, I mean, I'm sorry, man. It's just it's the way the dice go. Um, but I did get to say my single favorite thing I have ever said in any game of 40K ever. So when I, de- okay. when I deploy my Plague Bears, they're... Uh, table edge to table edge, regardless of the deployment, and I kind of move them up, right? That's just in a straight line. In a straight line. Okay. So what had happened because of the way I had kind of done some shenanigans with psychic powers and with, uh, with with stratagems and everything, I pretty much had like a full thirty man squad turn two, like right at his deployment zone. Uh, so I got to say, I was like, okay, Brian, I was like, I'm I am going to uh, declare a charge with my plague bearers against every single guardsman in your army. Now, was it Plague Bearers or... or plague Bearers. The, so he, was, he was like, well, what do you mean, which ones? I'm like, if it has the guardsman in its name, he's <laughs> being charged. Uh, so I split charged uh, three squads of guardsmen, uh, a unit of scouts, 
uh, a company commander, another company commander, and yeah, I kind of locked down the whole table at that point. Right. Um, and then, like, start of his turn two, he he couldn't like he had blood angels, uh, some guard, and a uh, uh, yeah, blood angels and guard, and he went to put down his um, deep strikers. And like, I think we've had this conversation as well before, Danny. He was like, if you look over at the board, and there's like a hundred models on the table, and you can't confidently kill like thirty or forty of those in the first turn. Maybe not yeah. the best idea to put stuff in deep strike reserve. And what happened was he was going around with a tape measure. The only place he could put his models was on the back line of his deployment zone, all the way along oh, the table. Yikes! But it came to a very so he got super down. Trodden, super disheartened. Like when his death thump, uh, death company charged in, um, he did like kill two plague bearers. You know, and it's just like I know stuff like that gets you like super down. Oof. But he was like, oh, "I'm going to call it. You win." And this was a the end of turn two. In my head, I'm going through the next turns. Uh, he would have won that game by turn five. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but if you're not having fun, why play? Fair, but I mean, this goes to the point of like you shouldn't just give up. Or you shouldn't kind of read the tip kind of as it is right there. If you looked at it, if you have a full squad of Sanguinary Guard and a full squad of Death Company and a Librarian Dreadnought with some weird-ass jump pack on it, untouched and unharmed, and all I have is Poxwalkers and Plague Bearers, yeah. you can disengage from combat. You can move up the table. Right. Blood Angels have stuff that make that super easy, and you could have wrecked my face really, really easily. Yeah. So my like, I ended up finished 7th overall for the day. I went like 2-1. and one. I don't think I would have ended as high if it had just been played to the end. But to, to your point there, Dave, if you're not having fun, don't play. Yeah, I mean, it, I've been in situations like that where you just are like, please, just let this game end. You know, it's sure. Wipe, wipe me out. Um, I, I had a game where I, I had three models left and I just didn't want to play anymore, so I charged them into the Hell Blasters. And I was I like, I was like, I'm charging the Hellblasters. Oh, why would you do that? I get free rerolls, and you've only got because I want this to end. Yeah, I didn't say that, but in my head, <laughs> in my head was the was that mantra of I just want this to be over, and I can't bear watching you move around the board in order just to kill me with your Hellblasters that are sitting literally six inches away from my right, guys. Right. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and charge in, and uh, I fail, or I made the charges with all of them, and he managed to kill one of the two, three models, and. The other two get into combat and kill like two Hellblasters. I was just the most whiff I've ever seen. Just like, ha ha! Oh, nuts. And he immediately turned around and stomped them. And I was like, well, good game. You you win. And he's go like, get a beer. He's like, why, why would you do that? I was like, I couldn't win. And, you know, like I, I'm so far behind on points. And this game could have drug out so you could try to eke out more extra points in certain ways. And then... It just it it was the smartest move for me to deny you as much points as I possibly could. Sure. So yeah, that's fair. Oh, and I bought a Noculith crown, and it's an amazing yeah. model. It's, it's huge, twice the size I thought it was. I need another one, um, <laughs> especially with kind of the changes to uh, the 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 way factions work and the way we play the game up here. Sure. Um, I definitely sort of need another one now. But um, yeah, aside from that, I. Didn't really get up to much midterms. It's fun. like as tall as a knight. Dude, yeah. I mean, uh, not quite. I don't know. There's a knight over it there. It is. There's a knight right over there. 
Let's see. Uh, this is great radio. I'm a huge fan of when we do stuff like this. I'm going to throw Eldar. Oh, it's way, it's way taller than a knight. Oh, that's where they belong. Yeah, on the hey. ground. Oh, shit. It is way taller than a knight. So, yeah, it looks like the knight is peering through it like peekaboo. Or if you stood the knight on it, he could just try well, to be Well, if he assaulted, like, like, if he assaulted, just, look at that. he's, he's going to blow it up. There you probably. go. So, Chaos players, you can hide a knight behind the <laughs> Nalkloth crown. Give it a five plus invulnerable save. Mm. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> Beautiful. Resilient. Uh, but yeah, that's about all I've done. Danny, uh, what, have, what have you been up to oh, in the mold past lines two look like weeks? shit, though, John. Let's, get, let's get on that. Some of in 30 minutes because my last game finished super early. <laughs> um, so on that note, uh, <laughs> let's see here. I So <clears throat> let's see. I'm trying to think here. Uh, the weekend before the event, I think I, I was going to play a game with John. Like we talked about yeah, that, that, mon- that Monday before, yeah. And I ended up having to cancel because I'm a massive bitch. That's okay. I, I so, played Josh instead. That's okay. He he actually took. <laughs> would to the would you have run like the same kind of list that you ran on Saturday? No, because yeah. I probably would have. Because I went through like twenty lists at the last <laughs> minute trying to figure out what I was going to take. I know. Like Danny sent out a message like the night before in a group chat, and he's like, "Hey, John." Can I borrow like four Eldar flyers from you? And I'm like, sure, man. And in my head, I'm like, I don't want to fucking go through my stuff. <laughs> and then you changed your mind to run uh, Tyranids. Yeah, so I ended up playing uh, main faction Tyranids. I played High Fleet Leviathan, and then I pl- and then I had also a lot of Gene Stealer cults. So I had like 750 points of Tyranids, and then like. <laughs> 1250 points worth of gene stealer cult how, how are you not main faction gene stealer cult then? because my largest attachment was tyranids old faction rules so that's how that worked previously hmm. i i thought it was uh most numerous amount of faction but okay that's all right yep so uh i had uh let's see here so i had a leviathan battalion i had uh two neurothropes old one eye three units of 25 termagants and one unit of 20 termagants um, and then I had two Twisted Helix Gene Stealer Cult Battalions. I had uh, a Patriarch, uh, an Icon Ward, a Magus, and a Primus. Um, two units of 15 Acolytes with three Rock Saws and Banners. Neat. Four units of Neophytes with just Lasguns. Um, and then I had uh, a unit of 10 Aberrants with eight picks and two Stop Signs. A Clamavis, a Nexos, um, and a Biophagus. Yep, that's the list. Okay, so or if you want to actually see what the list really was, since yeah, check it out. You can on, check it out on BCP. Yeah, for so. sure. Um, so like the idea is that it has a ton of board control, and then at the end of the game, like or like in like if your opponent gets into into your lines, you can just deep strike in a bunch of stuff to destroy whatever comes in there, because the gene stealer cuff stuff just hits so hard. Oh, it does, does it? I, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. So, and then I also wanted to play with old. That's where you. Where's the sad trombone? I was going to say. Board. I'm really sad. I don't have a sad trombone nose. Right, hold, <laughs> hold on to that thought. Keep talking, Danny. Okay. I'm going to go on the internet for no reason. <laughs> it's definitely not to search for porn. If that queues up, it's blur- <laughs> just know it's blurred out. It's Japanese, so it's fine. Oh. So I played kind blurred of- out sound. Isn't that just white noise? <laughs> yeah, it seems legit. Yeah. Uh, so game one, I ended up playing against uh, Tyranids and Gene Stealer Cult. <laughs> oh, <laughs> except uh, he had uh, like the more typical uh, like netlist kind of. Uh, he had uh, a couple of units of sixteen Gene Stealers with the Swarm Lords, so we could double move them. Great guy, it's amazing player, and you. Uh, but, but yeah, sure. Uh, so and then uh, and all that. 
Well, yeah, and I'll talk about There's that. There's been so l- many sad trombone effects <laughs> like I've done right here. Um, oh God. Go with had, one that's in jazz. And they had a big unit of aberrants. Um, he had the Kellen Morph. He had a bunch of characters. More like he had two patriarchs. I don't know about that. Um, Whoa! Uh, he had a big unit of Hive Guard. Anyway, uh, so I kind of set up. So and but I made and I made a couple of mistakes during deployment. I lost my Nexos on the first turn before I really got to use him. So that was my CP regen was kind of sad, and I just deployed badly. Uh, so that's my fault. How okay. else did you deploy badly in that game, Danny? Uh, I also forgot to deploy Old One Eye. <laughs> So I played 200 points down. Um, what? What? Yeah, I forgot to deploy him. So you and so my opponent said on turn one at the end of turn one said, "Hey, you forgot to deploy old one eye." And I said, "Oh yeah, sorry, he's dead." Um, so he's like, "Yeah, that's pretty much true." I said, "Okay." So that's he's, fair. So he told me. Is that a rim shot? <laughs> no, Dave. That's different than what your mom does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, moving on. So that game, uh, he he got in the Gene Steelers pretty quickly. I killed one unit with Termagant fire and like assaulting with weird stuff. Like I ended up killing one unit that way. And then he sent in the other unit, and I bogged him down with more bodies. <laughs> and it was basically so many bodies that he was so concentrated on my side of the board that my apprents came in and swept up the entirety of his army pretty much. Well, that's so weird. That's a tactic you can use? Yep, so totally you, it is. So you backdoored him with aberrants. So they killed, in one battle round, they killed the Hive Guard and Swarm Lord when he charged me. Hmm. <laughs> there it is. Um, uh, yeah, so we only, we only got to turn three, um, and I, I tried to... Like maybe I, I told him one of the things that he could work on because I was timing my turns, um, that and I told him maybe he should work on maybe playing it a little bit faster. Yeah. Uh, and I told him that if we were to play again, I would definitely be using a chess clock. So I don't want to seem like I was salty about and only getting to turn three, but I would really, but my army like kind of sucks in the first two turns and then turns it around and wins. So that's when I like that's when I'm losing is turn one and two. It kind of drops you down points wise as well overall. I think right. Yeah, but I, right. I, I think yeah. that panned out for you because in your round two you played some scrub that barely managed to win in his first round. So. Well, yeah, I might have won against well, my second round opponent. I won, I won handily in my first round. He I'll did. You know. Yeah, he did good. Yeah, I mean that's in a way that was still fun for my opponent, but yeah. also incredibly frustrating. That, that, which is the entire point of my army list is to be incredibly frustrating. Yep. So. So, so you uh, won played, round one, yep. 19 to 13. Right. So then in our in the interlude, uh, in the interlude, round one and two, we had our quote unquote lunch break. Yeah, this is really appropriate music yeah. here. So uh, we had a tip from one of our listeners uh, about a drink called <laughs> Eleven Loco. I'm sorry. Tip. Pro tip, I would say. Pro, Pro tips. If you will. Pro tip. Um, and so the Eleven Loco is where you mix a five-hour energy drink and a four loco and drink them both at the same time Why to double that down be the effort. a nine loco? We've I don't had know. this conversation. It doesn't matter. The math is not important. It, the math is not important. If you're thinking about the math, you're thinking about it too you're, hard. Your odds drastic go up. I'm usually too hard when you drink <laughs> Eleven Loco. How your wife says. Anyway, so the uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> so the 11 loco went yes. off at the interlude during lunch yep uh, i filmed it put it on um, our patreon site of danny just man pounding that 11 loco like it's uh <laughs> like danny just pounded 11 as father. hard as he could <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's pretty good 
Yeah, so I slammed that. that I, well, I slammed like half of it down, and then I slammed the other half down like a minute later, and it was like a brick in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty jolly round two. Um, and of course, I learned that I... And John drinks his. John does a respectable amount. I do, and then I give it away because it's just god off. It's too much. It's a lot. Well, didn't you choose like grape-flavored also, five-hour energy as also, well? Also, I decided to park like right on the street and not behind the building like I should have. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a better move. Yeah. We know for next time. Yeah, for sure. The next time we're going to drink in public. We're going to do an 11 Eckies. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Or is that where we just drink 11 Dos Equis? Yes. Oh, nice. Oof. I'll get the beer bong. All right. So um, uh, so I find out my round two opponent is John, and immediately the shit talk begins. It was so good. And so at the start of this round, we had a good one half hour of just absolute shit talk the entire time. <laughs> and so it's so much where our opponents like or not our opponents but the people in the tournament like around us are like hey guys turned around and like are you guys okay? Like, like <laughs> to the point where a judge our friend got called over to the table by others to make sure we're good. Yeah. Like <laughs> and he gets there and he gets uncomfortable and leaves. <laughs> I don't remember because we were both drunk, but I don't remember exactly what it was we were saying to each other. But it was filthy. Oh yeah, it, it was, was insulting. It was <laughs> disgusting. I'm so glad I wasn't at this tournament because yeah. you guys would have been shit talking me. I wouldn't even have been your opponent. <laughs> yeah, probably. We we both like raised each other up. Yeah, and if you were there and it was me playing Danny, we both would have just turned our fingers. <laughs> <on you. laughs> But that's like the single like most fun half hour of Warhammer that day was when I just shat talked Danny the whole time and he shit talked back. I did, yeah, and it was good. So I I convinced John in his deployment to deep strike his blight lord bastard. <laughs> I actually thought it was a good move based on the secondaries that he had picked. Yeah, it, pro- it probably was, but John was too drunk to realize it. it at the they time. were they weren't great secondaries. I mean, they could have been, but again, Danny does one or two things that were just fantastic moves, which kind of really locked in the outcome really early on. So I set my termagants up in a way that basically, because it's 95 of them, and so I blocked off my entire deployment zone with those and 40 neophytes. So, like, John had recon. Yep. And no way I'm getting that. He did not get recon this game. So... Uh, part of it was, I mean, you didn't do that good against John. It was only a 35 to 13. Win. <laughs> one one of those spoilers, Dave, Jesus. No, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, well, well, one of those things was I made a couple of mistakes. I could have got a couple points of recon by moving some stuff in certain ways and kind of having more trust in my things, abilities to survive against things like gods right. and stuff like that. Whereas I think I'm still in that Eldar mindset of as soon as my stuff touches other stuff, it's going to fall apart. Like those Terminators didn't die. I mean, I wasn't going to kill them all game. So that's fair. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So on turn two, I brought in John, like he said, had his play bears stretch from like table, table edge to table edge pretty much. Um, but he got about mm, maybe eight inches away from the table edge on one side. So he grabbed his plague bears and just, so I brought in the aberrants, and the aberrants charged both the plague. They got a perfect ambush with a five-inch move before they before they got in. Now, and did, did you get to use your uh, your favorite saying of all time in 40k, which is "I'm charging all of your plague bearers"? I mean, that's not once. as impressive as multi-charging <laughs> an entire army at once. I did charge all of his plague bearers. Yeah, well, all one unit of all them. one. He still holds true. 
And I, I charged them and I charged uh, one unit of pox walkers and I killed, I think, 20 plague bears or more. Yeah. In one round, and, and all of the pox walkers with oh, one unit so, of average. And, and, and a lot of the the only reason the plague bearers survived is I had some very good, uh, disgustingly resilient rolls on them. That is like literally the only reason because yeah, Danny kind of piles in with these aberrants. I'm like, okay, cool, we'll tank some of oh. these and then. And his plague bearers are minus two to hit, so like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm minus two to hit. I have my invulnerable, my disgusting. I'll tank some of these, you know, and try and maneuver my terminators to kind of come help, right? That's been done. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm hitting on twos, re-rolling. Oh, and my stop sign means I have like 20 hits from these guys uh, that wound you on twos. Oh, and I'm re-rolling uh, those too. And then, oh, all these guys have claws as well. Right. Um, oh, and, all, and it's just like, it is just the weight of dice that that insane. one unit gave was insane. So the Biophage just gave them plus one attack and I got Might from Beyond on the, off on them. Um, so they were, uh, the guys with picks had eight attacks each. And the stop sign guys had 10 attacks each. Yeah. I mean... And I fought twice with them. And I'm never going to not shoot at um, Aberrants ever now. That is going to be like number one target. Oh, God. Really? You didn't even shoot at them? I don't have guns. What guns do I have? Okay, well then, you are going to... He came in from Deep Strike. (laughs) You, in fact, are going to not shoot at them again next time. Now I'm just going to leave them a freaking hole the size of your mom. And (laughs) Yeah, and that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yes and, and that pro- and that just tore that flank wide open so i was able to get them and the patriarch and that kind of stuff into the uh plague burst crawlers yep so. and they just wreck shop on them oh hard. yeah all right so let me get this straight john deployed his plague bear spread wide open mm-hmm. you charged <laughs> in with your aberrants and in just with a stop sign. absolutely wrecked him hard with a stop sign full yep. stop sign full stop sign full mm. stop. so what what my thinking was on this is i had him stretch like i had my plague bearer stretch all around the front uh, and danny takes hold one eye and charges him like right towards my front line uh-huh like you do and i'm like okay well when he killed a unit of nurglings on the first turn that yes. was like his yeah. cool thing that he did he killed a unit of nurglings that's, that's pretty impressive that's a cool thing that he did um but so I was like, I have to take care of him. So I charge him to kind of keep him tied up and save my tanks is kind of what I'm thinking here. Otherwise, right. he's going to run through everything, right? But in doing that and with uh, follow-ups and, and pylons, uh, it opened up this hole over here to, to kind of give the space for the aberrants to come in. And when the aberrants come in, they just, yeah, they did what aberrants did and just wrecked face. Yep. All right. So it wasn't pretty. So um, it was a pretty close game, though, uh, judging by the score. Of, uh, what <laughs> what? Was it again? I mean, John still got points. It's I, just, mean, I feel yeah. 13 is a good loss. Like, you know, I still got my points. I still kind of worked yeah, for yeah, what were, I had. You were holding stuff every turn. Uh, there wasn't as much killing. No. You killed on, a lot on, of I models. Mean, on, so I killed John's a side. ton of models, but I couldn't get a full unit to save my life. Did you fire everything at that full unit? Yeah, everything I had at that model. And so okay. Mental Onslaught this game claimed one and a half Plague Burst Crawlers. Yep. There, yeah, and that's that psychic power is it's broken, broken as shit. Yeah. Like when Danny can get a combo off, and this is nothing against Danny here because it's in no, the game. Yeah. But like it's when okay. he's you like, can, you can you can have a beat it was it Danny. was pretty bullshit, dude. Yeah. No, no when question. he's like, okay, I've cast this power, so my guy's leadership thirteen, your guy's leadership seven, uh, your tank is leadership seven. There is literally no number you can roll that will stop this from happening. Your tank's removed. Even yeah. though it, even though it can save wounds from discussing the resilient or whatever else, it would just be like an infinite time wasting circle. Well, because isn't it so? Don't you actually have to do the mortal wound in order to have it continue? Nope. Okay, 
I just have to not have the dice roll fail. Yep. So that uh, was yeah. Well, I, w- I then to be a dick, I would have fought it and rolled a disgusting gazillion every time. Nope. Do it again. No, with the way I was rolling nope, sometimes. Do it again. Um, but no, it was like for me a super good game um, to learn. You could kind of see some of the remorse behind Danny's shark-like eyes, like later <laughs> on in the game. That's exactly what my eyes look like. Um, like th- are you sure that wasn't just uh, eleven loco? <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I, I learned a lot, which I wouldn't un- throw it out. Unfortunately for my uh, third round opponent, I kind of played into when I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure that like all of these is locked up. So like from that game, I learned to make sure that the table was locked up entirely and nothing could kind of come in if I didn't want it exactly. to. Exactly. So, I mean, there's there's stuff to win and or there's stuff to learn and, and crushing, crushing defeats. Abs- no, and so, like I learn the most from when, when I lose like that. Like just, that's the most valuable so game to me. Just doesn't so, learn. So you haven't often. haven't learned anything since two thousand seven then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, let's talk about Vegas again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't count Vegas. You were drunk that whole time. I okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. I was. No, I totally was. Um so yeah, but like I said, it was a great game. And I think the highlight was we were finished. And I think we did like five rounds, I think we made it. You were no, we did six. We yeah, did six you, rounds. You did, you did, the, you did the entire game. We finished it, so we finished six rounds. Uh, between the two of us, we had 250 models. Um, and we, oh, more than that, man. More, I had 200 models. You had 200 models. I had 110. So like over 300 models. Yep. We spent one-fifth of our time shit-talking each other without touching a model. Right. And we still got through six rounds. Yeah, I don't know that you actually even played this game, to be honest. It's not like you were both so drunk that it just played out <laughs> in your heads and nobody just, touched anything. We just made up a models, story. Models never even Yelled left. Yelled at the, each other. They, models never even left hours. the tray. You <laughs> like, were like, I'm deploying this now. I'm deploying like, this. Hey, Nate, Danny won. Look, you guys haven't even fucking started yet. Well, whatever. We're just, we'll put it in the scores. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Danny just beat me 35-13. It was brutal. But it was, I've learned so much. I'm never going to lose that way again. learned so much. <laughs> Nate's sitting there still to par- giving out pairings. <laughs> Papa Bear come home. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. Oh. So game three, I play against my traditional prey at uh, <laughs> tournaments, which um, is John I think Miller. you mean your perennial opponent. <laughs> sure, whatever. John Miller. Who, by the way, I also said in our, our message chat, when I saw that you were playing John, I was like, oh, no, John's only weakness, <laughs> Danny. Yeah, so John's a great player. John plays uh, primarily Blood Angels, yep. and he's been playing Blood Angels. Uh, he's been like number one or number two in the ITC for two years running now Yeah, with Blood Angels. So he, he has like a favorite faction and really sticks with it. He's really good at it too. Yeah, yeah. he is. Miller's actually yeah. very good, and he's actually really good to play against and learn against. Sure. Uh, when The last time I played uh, against Miller, which was the first time, we had a great game. It was very close. And we discussed, you know, after we finished round six and it was over, um, we discussed it and how both I was like, yeah, you messed up in these situations and this is where I messed up. You know, like he was he was also open to it, even though he won. He was like, oh, you're right. I did. You know. So he asked me for some list critique afterwards too, which was good. So did you, did you tell him yeah. Blood Angels are garbage and throw it away? No, I, I think my favorite part from your guys' match was when you offered to buy him a drink, and he said, "No, I'm good." And I turned around because you were at the table next to us, and I said, "Are you sure you don't want to get something from this game, John?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, or when they announced, or when I looked at pairings. <laughs> And I asked him if he was just going to whine about our game, or if he was, or if he was going to play, <laughs> which is great. He laughed. I mean, we, we we do quite a bit of shit talking as well. Yeah. 
So uh, John had a Blood Angels primary, so he had a Blood Angels battalion, um, uh, three units of scouts. Uh, let's see, three units of scouts, a big unit of Sanguinary Guard, the Sanguinor uh, jump back chaplain. Um, Are you sure any of that's right? I'm looking at his army list right now on BCP. Just it's just like a Scarlett picture Johansson. of Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, so well, that's his mm, thing. Yeah. Uh, then he had a Flesh Terror's Spearhead. Um, he had Gabriel Seth. He had a right. unit of Devastators, a unit of Aggressors. A Leviathan Dread. Ooh, aggressors are new. Three aggressors since the he's last been, time I played him. He's been playing some aggressors. Yeah. Um, and he had a Whirlwind. Oh, and the, the Blood Angels Detachment also had a Librarian mm. Dread. Um, the Whirlwind is also new. Then. As is tradition. Yeah. And finally, he had a Guard Acadian Loyal 32 Battalion that with is, a Lord Commissar instead of one of the dudes. very much new since the last time I played. Nah, he's, been he's been playing with doing, Acadians yeah. No, I mean, since the, since the last time I played against him. Oh, he did, he so did, like he did not have that, five yeah. years ago when you played Wasn't the tournament that, Yeah, that's what it was. Back before detachments. <laughs> Six years ago before he had to get a money patty uh, every Saturday. I, I played in December against him, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's been rocking the, uh, the Guard quite a bit. Anyway, uh, so he we got a uh, pointy hot dog. Deployment. That's a uh, pointy down to four. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Pointy hot dog. <laughs> yeah, if you fold the table like a hot dog, it helps me. I don't know. It helps me to remember that stuff. Um, so I, I can't explain it. Um, yeah, I don't want you to. So we're good. <laughs> it's like, or if you get pointy hammer and anvil, then it's pointy hamburger. Anyway. I mean, sure. Yeah. Nothing okay. to see here. Move uh, along. So. Move along. <laughs> uh, so uh, we set up. Um, I set up pretty much all my guns kind of on the line because I feel like I'm going to be kind of aggressive, um, which may have been a mistake, maybe not. Oh, his guard his guard detachment also had a wyvern, and that becomes important because he has an artillery company, so right. he has wyvern shoots twice. Um, yeah, that thing sucked because he did aerial spotters on it the first turn and got to reroll to hit and wound rolls on it, and okay. that thing cleared out a lot of guns. So he killed one unit of 25 guns, did a bunch of damage to another unit, and killed uh, eight out of ten uh, neophytes out of another unit. So it was a good turn for him. He did a bunch of damage. Um, so on my first turn, I just tried. I was like, all right, well, I'll just soak up stuff. I'll try and get in there. I didn't kill anything. Didn't do anything. Just kind of move forward. Uh, then his turn, he, sh- he shot some more stuff, killed another unit of 25 gaunts. Um, and then on my turn, I brought in... Everything but the aberrants and one... Well, I guess the characters and one unit of acolytes is what I brought in. So you didn't bring in the aberrants with the uh, biophage? Uh, no, I waited. Excuse me. The biophage just stayed in reserve as well. Okay. Um, so uh, I, I, did some, I did some creative uh, stuff and I got to tie up one of the guard squads with my acolytes. And they also totally murdered all of the, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, the the dudes with all the bolters. The aggressors. Yeah. Uh, space yeah. Marines? Yeah, those guys. Um, so the Acolytes murdered them with rock saws. Just the rock saws by themselves killed all of the aggressors. Well, they I mean, rock saws are brutal weapons. They're real, so they're real good. Yeah, they're, they're good against high, value, uh, high toughness, high armor uh, targets. So, yep. Good call. Um and then uh, the Patriarch uh, <laughs> used Mental Onslaught and killed the Leviathan Dreadnought. Oh, no. <laughs> I think there's a sound so, effect that would belong here. but yep. uh, I was like, I put the horror on him and then did it. And it was like, okay, well, you're a difference of six. It nope. just dies. Not, so, not justifying that with the sound effect, that's he, for sure. Yeah, he was pretty, he was you pretty bummed. You don't have a that. cheering sound effect right there? Well, I got one here. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, that's what that's what happened to his dreadnought. <laughs> and so uh, he tried to bring he or he he did bring he brought Seth and the Sanguinary Guard over. Die. Yeah, it was that's a long effect, man. Yeah, holy cow! He Remember. brought Seth and the Sanguinary Guard over, and they totally cleared out all the acolytes. Which, fair enough, that's yeah. that's how that works. Then I countered with my aberrants. The aberrants came in and killed the Sanguinor, the Chaplain, and all of this all of the Sanguinary Guard. Oof! In one one swing. And the librarian dread had uh, already sprinted across the table, right? Oh yeah, the librarian dread. Did you see that part? Oh, okay, I don't. I don't remember. If I had cucumbers on my eye during that part. <laughs> That's cute. Um, the librarian got to seem younger. So. so I did this. I did this cool trick with old one eye where I ran up and killed a scout squad in cover because he thought they were safe behind a wall, but they were within an inch of the wall. So I came in, wiped out the scout squad with old one eye, and then. Uh, he, I did overrun. So you blasted some scouts with your old one eye. That's right. Okay, <laughs> I blasted the shit out of them, and then I ran, and then I used overrun to run back behind my gaunt screen, and so he had to bring the librarian dreadnought over with wings of sanguinis, charge into him, failed to kill him, which was great. I could see the four locos not agreeing with Ooh, you either. Sorry, just okay, a, just a, just a good burp. Yep, and then uh, <laughs> it's a safe burp. There's nothing else coming up with that. Oof. Um. So yeah. So the librarian dreadnought went into old one eye. Did eight of nine wounds, <laughs> and then I said, "Okay, my turn." <laughs> and I swung back, swung back, and killed him. And then he, uh, uh, what did he do? Uh, he so then he fought again. He spent the CP to fight again to kill one one eye with his librarian dread. Which fine, whatever. That is a trade. I wasn't super happy about that trade, and I could have played it a little bit better to block off that charge, but that's okay. That was, that was my mistake. Eh, it's fine. Anyway, Aberrants came around. I started clearing stuff off, and that kind of was the end of the game. Um, he killed my other unit of Acolytes, um, but I was able to get recon every turn. Uh, I started cleaning up on uh, behind enemy lines, so I think I got three points for that. Um, so I it ended up being like a 29 to, to 25, something like that. Uh, 26 to 18. Oh, sorry. My bad. It's you know, pretty close, though. I'm and using my subscription with the BCP app to check the scores from the yes, previous turn. Yes, sorry. I'm a little upset with them right now because my subscription's not working. Oh, no. Oh. So, uh, I don't know what's going on with that. That's okay. I, you, I, know, I know someone you can talk to. But, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, I, it's John. Yeah. <laughs> He's was, just going to be like, suck it up, buttercup. Going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, that end of the tournament, I think because I only got 19 points the first round, uh, that really limited like who I was playing against. So I wasn't playing on the upper tables. I was mm. kind of playing from below and submarining. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, John. Um, Is it called submarining if you both take the same amount of alcohol? <laughs> In fact, actually... Danny drank more. If, if one person takes less, yeah. yeah. Um, so I ended up in second place with 3-0 record. Um, so that was decent. I mean, I was happy. I was pretty happy with that. So when third round was going on, I was actually sitting there doing some sort of weird March Madness shit where I was mathing out how many points you would have to beat Miller by in order to take first over uh, Josh Hunt Hunter, uh, who mm -hmm. won with uh, Pierre Custodes, actually, which yep. surprised me and makes me go, well, I need to reevaluate my life choices because Josh is very, very good with custodies. Well, I, I think his list was very powerful, actually. He didn't use any tanks. He did have a ton of dreadnoughts, however. I think I think my list would be really, really good against that. Yeah. Because my list is really good at killing elite things. Yeah, and he had lots of those. Almost. Who, who uh, is uh, it? Yeah, it turns out. Who is yeah. it? Who knew? Um, yeah, I can actually pull up his list if he had it loaded. Okay. 
Uh, hey, here's the sound of a banana being slapped against someone's face. Let's hear it. Ooh. Oh, he didn't have it loaded. Yeah, there you go. Is that um, that's a banana? Can I get those five yeah. seconds of my life back? Please? Are you watching this? Like no, no, this happening? is I added all these buttons. These are, these are part of our. Are you I watching? Don't it? Believe that what that's an actual stuff? banana. I think it's something else. Well, it is. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah, it's a sound of thunder. But hey, the, the sound of thunder reminds me. Holy. Don't, that is not a minute and a half long. Holy crap, let's not press that one again. Reminds me that it's time for us to take a break. Yep. Uh, we are going to be right back with uh, stuff and possibly things. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? I mean, twist-offs, less satisfying. Way less satisfying. Yeah. I was going to say there. Um, oh, no. But it does say. <laughs> I didn't grab a new one during the break. All right. Go go grab a beer. I'll, I'll set this up here. They won't even notice you're gone. <laughs> they never do. <clears throat> hey, so before we go into talking about kind of like. Sad the, plotting away sound effects. I'm just going to turn down his microphone here. <laughs> before we go into talking about Finally. kind of what's happening with Vigilus Ablaze and kind of what's going on in the world of Vigilus and with Abaddon. Um, we're going to talk about, there's been kind of a really big change in the way we play 40 K up For here, sure. um, uh, up here in Alaska, we mainly play using the ITC, uh, which is the independent tournament circuit run by frontline gaming. They're kind of rule based and, and how they describe things. And pretty much everything we do is a way to get uh, really cool fake internet points. Yeah. Those fake internet <laughs> points, man. Yeah. Go Mr. 1052 over here. Look at Ooh, you. Yeah. Um, little Mr. One place ahead of Miller. You are, yeah, you're, you're, you're super good in that. Um, but what they've done recently is this major change because recently everyone's running some form of soup. Um, I know, Danny, on Saturday when we played in the tournament, you had a, a soup with Tyranids and uh, G-Sealer Cult and yeah. a little bit of card, would you say? No, I didn't no, have no, any card. Okay, yeah. uh, but still soup. I had like a Nurgle Demons and I had like a Demon Detachment and a Death Guard Detachment. Uh, Dave, you were talking earlier about how you're doing like the Rusty 17 to kind of buff up some of your custodies. So, so yeah. soup has been a part of our lives for a long time, and, and there's kind of a, a move away from that. I mean, they're still represented, and we'll go into it a little bit here. I, well, but. So, so it, nothing really changes for what's legal, right? Oh yeah, no, all the yeah, armies nothing, are still yeah, the same. All still it's legal. Just, we're all fighting for different internet. I, and and soup, you know, is one of those things where I, I believe that soup is perfectly fine and in fact perfectly fluffy because if you read a lots of lore and you know you have space marines fighting alongside imperial guard and you have 
uh, Ginnari teaming up with regular Eldar and even Dark Eldar to take on, you know, like a Gene Stealer uh, converted cult Eldar uh, and, and, you know, other stuff like that. When you when you read these books, you see all that stuff. So I, I feel like fl- uh, Soup is 100% fluffy. However, I do feel that playing Mono Codex is 1,000% harder than playing Soup because you can... For sure. Because yeah. you can cherry pick the best units from soup and and make yourself a really delicious soup yeah true you know uh as opposed to just having bouillabaisse mixed with water which which (laughs) while nutritious and and keeping you alive it looks really good right no no it really doesn't oh you need to update your metaphor and get something that looks really good but isn't quite as palatable and easy on the palate all right how's this for a metaphor so uh, you've got uh, stone soup where a guy takes a stone and throws it into a pot and everybody brings over a bunch of really delicious stuff and adds in and turns into delicious soup as opposed to just being a rock in water. Which is terrible. So... <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, what do you tell us some more about it, Danny, here? So basically what they've done is they have made oh, it so that, that is delicious. if you <laughs> if you bring uh, if you want to go for best in faction, whereas previously your fact your army faction was determined by your largest detachment, now in order to qualify for actually being like getting points under one particular faction, you have to play entirely that faction with a few exceptions. So you don't have to count summon models. You don't have to count. Uh, you don't have to count uh, model, or if you're playing uh, Admech, you can bring one knight as an auxiliary super heavy. Because it's in the codex. Right, but that lets you use the knight codex. Okay. It's because it's kind of, within the knight codex, there's entire Mechanicus pledged houses. Right. So it makes kind of sense for them to be a part of that. Sure, but you can bring an imperial house if you want to. You shouldn't be able to, but you can. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if you're playing Gene Stealer Cult, you can bring one Brood Brothers attachment. Yeah. But then again, Brood Brothers are actually in, you know, the detachment. So, right. Or in the codex to, to so, some degree. So, so what this means in a nutshell, right, um, is that it's uh, it's going to be... So first of all, any points that you've accumulated towards your best in faction goal already are still going to count. So there's been two months of people, plus this weekend, of people playing soup armies, and they're going to get counted for best in faction. I don't know if I like that a ton. I'm, I'm not a fan of that, but, actually. But I don't know how they're going to go back and fix well, it. Well, just wipe yeah. it and start over. Well, you I can't mean, start because the season, season's no, already started. That's, well, that's could, not right either. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean so keep, your, sh- keep your overall scoring uh, for your placement as far as um, you know, but there's, there's, rankings, but... That doesn't work within their system. There, there's no good way to implement this yeah. after and this, the season starts. Right, and that's the, and that's the problem is it happened after the season started. And so Reese says it didn't really show up on his radar until after LVO, which understandable. That's probably when people are. Which is the last him. event of the season. Right. So. so literally, the new season starts that same weekend. Right. Because they have events there for the new season that you can play in. Now. Uh, I think it's good for encouraging diversity. I'm worried, though, that what's going to... Oh, also, there's a few well, other combined factions, so you can still play for best in faction for Eldari, for Chaos, uh, for Imperium, and for Tyranids as a super faction. Um, right. And you can play for uh, best Nurgle, Korn, Slanesh, and Zinch 
Yeah. So um, your whole keyword. army has to has share that keyword in order to qualify for that stuff. So it just makes my uh, my wanting to play uh, Brazen Beasts even even more. You know, because I could nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be going for the corn faction keyword. Well, what uh, if no. I want to play Slanesh Brazen yeah. Beast, Dave? Well, you'd be a monster and wrong, <laughs> based full, solely off the fluff, sir. Where's that? Where's that salt noise? Throw it at me. I need. Um, <laughs> I think that's just the Dave. I hope you understand how I'm feeling now after hearing that salt noise, I mean, Danny. I, I, you, that's the Dave. You understand noise. How, how Danny and I feel after yeah. you. <laughs> but I mean. You know, it, it allows so, and and that's not saying that people will just start doing this. They just people who play ranked, uh, who who score really high and are in the running for best overall top ranking, um, are, are not going to be playing these mono factions. They're just not going maybe. to also be earning them. No, there's no maybe about it. Mm, I don't know. I could see somebody who's really good, like maybe sticking with a with a mono faction like, army. Yeah, you but you're were, not going to take first place. If you were best in faction Death Guard last year, why wouldn't you want to try and defend your title this year? In the, make in, some changes. Well, right. I'm just saying that the best in faction Death Guard last year could also have been the best in faction or the uh, the the top winner overall because of the way it was previously. But with the way this is now. If you were running just mono guard or mono codex death guard, mm-hmm. even though you're still able to take uh, forge roll models and some other stuff like that, um, you're, the odds of you scoring as well and, and winning tournaments against anybody else that is playing um, the soup lists are, is much, much less. You, you know what I'm saying? It's a much higher skill. You're playing at a much higher skill level yeah, to sure. play a single codex. Yeah. And you could be the best person on the face of the planet, but if it's a you bad can. matchup because you don't have the the other pieces in order to... Um, it's like playing chess with just pawns and a king. Yeah, you kind of... I understand what you're saying. Shore yeah. up your defenses. Like, you can't, like... It's just... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, so go, go ahead. on, man. I was going to say, it depends what your goal is. If your goal is to take one of these mono factions, it you're going... You know, you, you should be able to take the mono faction, hopefully. Um, and do the best you can. Mm-hmm. So right. that's like, but that's like, I can definitely see that as a goal. That I'm, I'm trying to decide right now what path I want to take. Like, you if I take the least travel every time. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. You, um, what's wonderful advice? <sighs> He's coming up to play a majority corsairs this year. <laughs> Which, yeah, you red corsairs, yeah. Maybe. Well, well, actually, red corsairs right now sounds like a viable, really, really they, viable option. They seem decent to me. I think it's, I think it's playable. They have, I do too. I, I've worked through quite a few lists in my head and gone, no, no, I just, I just spent five hundred dollars on custode grab tanks. I can't. <laughs> my wife would be so mad if I switched now. I just wouldn't open the tanks and be like, no, this package is addressed to you. Just cross out my name and write hers because she gets so so much from Amazon all the time. She wouldn't even know. She'd be like, Fair. oh, I, I must have. What, what are these resin tanks? I don't remember ordering those. I don't know, honey. Sounds like you, actually. <laughs> You're ordering stuff like that all the time. Look, I have this receipt. It even has your name yeah. written on it in the address. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact I used your I took a picture of it, though. I, I didn't have the actual receipt. I took a picture of it before I threw it away. Nothing. That's not Photoshop. I swear to God, it's really your name on it. <laughs> anyway, um, so we'll see how this pans out. Um, it'll be interesting to see if people start utilizing summoning more. Like, I definitely think all the Imperial yeah. players are going to use assassins. Oh yeah, because that's just a gimme. Well, that was going to happen anyway. Uh, it it was almost assured, and now it's 
I think completely assured because it's it's a way that you can interject some uh, some variability into the army that you're taking. I mean, I'm going to have 1,915 points of, of custodes and 85 points of assassin sideboard. So yep. But I mean, yeah. and and to Danny's point, like I'm sitting there thinking how I can change my army because I want to stick with Death Guard, right? But everything in my list that is demons, I can summon pretty reliably and easily from the demon book. Well, or from the Chaos Death Guard book. Well, and you could still actually stick with the Nurgle keyword instead of actually sticking with Death Guard if you wanted to play in that yeah, faction. Yeah, but that's that's going to be a more... See, I'm coming from a place where the, the Nurgle keyword is going to be a very hotly contested faction. Yeah. Whereas I think it's the best of the Chaos Gods. Whereas, you, whereas your uh, obviously Death you're Guard... Obviously, you're all wrong. Corn is the best. Whereas your, well, I mean power-wise, Dave, not coolness-wise. Yeah, and okay. if it's coolness-wise, then it's clearly Zinch. Well, okay, you shut your whore mouth. All right. <laughs> I will slap that third eye right off your forehead right now. <laughs> um, but I think Death Guard is a more realistic place for me to go higher than a Nurgle um, primary faction. Mm-hmm. Well, because this is from what I'm seeing. Well, because with Death Guard, you can do stuff like the Forge World Leviathan Dreadnoughts, and and you can take Possess. You know what I can do is get stuff with an AP of uh, minus three or better. <sighs> True story. True yeah. story. Unless it's Obliterators, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. They're, they're only, they're only yeah. 65 points. Wait, now, I was so. like, wait, what? I can take... Wait, no, Danny, you expertly raised my hopes and then completely dashed them. That was all part, that was all part of my plan. Good job. Thank uh, you. Enjoy that. That's good. But yeah, so so that's kind of, I think, really going to reshape a, a lot of the way we see local army lists up here. I think a lot of people um, are moving to mono factions because of this, which honestly, I'm excited for. I was looking forward to moving to mono faction until I watched Josh win that tournament with mono faction and went well my list is nothing like his i'm screwed your list has eighteen thousand bullets that rip shit apart you don't don't think those grab tanks can take down those the bikers oh i totally think they can oh yeah yeah no 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 no. i'm just i'm talking about points wise winning turn winning events and stuff like that the mono faction without the um the extra cp generated Mm -hmm. um by having another detachment like like i had worked in the the shadow spear detachment you know, to be X amount of points, which gave me infiltrating units, you yeah, know, to, sure. to get early board control and also defensive units and um, hidden hidden sniper units and suppressor units so that I could pop those guys in, shoot a unit, and then charge them with the jet bikes, you know? You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, like, if a lot of people start doing monofaction and I stop seeing a Castellan in every goddamn list... Mortarian's going to start making a comeback. Hell yeah. And I think and that's what I'm excited for. That's viable. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm excited for is the opportunity to take these models out again. Because, again, it's going to take a little bit for, for kind of everything to shake out and see where people go. But people take a lot of pride in these these factions and these points. Well, it's definitely not um, the top I think pancake at, house because that like board's Ad gone. Like, is going to come out kind of the really big winner, I think, off of this Yeah, change. no, no, uh, I, I really think they do. Yeah, I feel like they were kind of, I don't know. I think, because, I mean, you can still take I your castle I, and you can still take your command point generating units. You have sure. the, the yep. little chicken walker tanks. You have um, little spider tanks that can do damage. I mean, they have good choices already. Yeah, they so do. I, I think if you're going to play them, I think you want to take, like, a Crusader or a Gallant, though. I feel like Rob gave Reese a Taiwanese basket, maybe, to get that. Because it just, it's like... Dave, until you produce the video, I am not gonna. Do, I'm definitely not producing a video of Rob giving Reese a Taiwanese is basket. Is Rob even in the basket? It, well, it's obviously, the, he would. He is the basket. Right, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the changes coming up. We're going to take a quick it's break. It's called the Chinese finger trap, Danny. We need to do when they're Never, both in the basket. Stop. Ne- stop. Never Google anything Dave is saying. <laughs> 
Uh, there go my show notes right there, and I'm going to. We'll be right back. Earl Hagen was a legend. In 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as the Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit, a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CVS, and participating Sam Goody stores. Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. I mean, we had the same idea. Yep, we did. Mm. My know, toilet is just in my mouth. Do you know what the sound effect is like 15 <laughs> Thanks, seconds Loco. long? Which is way too long for that sound effect. Not there if your go. toilet's properly think, flushing. 15 seconds is about right. Oh, that's what fair. Are you, what are you, so flushing Dave, a third world country? Tell me more about toilets. How do you know so much yeah. about toilets? Well, yeah, it's Dave. an interesting segue. Um, I used to repair Let's the not toilets talk about your on mom. Vigilus, actually, before it was ablaze. What? Yeah. Whoa. Wow, wait, dude. wait, wait. I got something for this. <laughs> Vigilus is ablaze? Are you kidding me? Vigilus. That place was so nice. Is ablaze. When we last left our intrepid band of, band of adventurers. I booked my hotel um, for there. I was really looking forward to going swimming there. Yeah. Ooh. Lots. <laughs> not I so good. I hope they talk about water in this book. Dave, do they talk about water? Well, let me get to the water section. <laughs> Hold on, let me look. So yeah, Vigilus Blaze. Uh, the the final closing. No, no water. Oh, that's, that's yeah, that's what I think your book. Hey, so Vigilus Blaze, the final segment or the final uh, book of uh, the the Vigilus is it though? Duology. They said it's a two part book yeah, they for said the it's Vigilus two parts too. Um, I feel like that. I feel like there could easily be a third book to this for sure. For Where sure. are my Tyranids? Yeah, I mean, away. Uh, Not, that's what I'm saying. Is calm the book, hell down. Book three. Here they come. Um, High Fleet Bahamatat or whatever you want to call it. Book one kind of dealt with the Bahama Mai Tai. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> book one Sorry. dealt with the the Mai Tai insurgency. <laughs> Uh, uh, that orc invasion and kind of all the stuff, kind of the catalyst that started the vigilists, uh, the inner turmoil. Book two focuses on the chaos invasion and the invasion of Abaddon and the Black Legion to so, to claim this world for chaos. I I don't. First off, I'm yeah. going to say this right now. When we got our review copy, sure. The first thing I did was start reading the fluff. Sure. Because. I don't look at numbers the same way that Danny does. Like, he's some sort of weird, you know, that Russell Crowe from that one movie, Beautiful Mind. Like, that's Danny. I imagine he... I mean, that's really insulting. I mean... I mean... What if he, what if Danny traveled around with his little tugboat, Tugger, and they fought people or whatever it is? That's more accurate to my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he goes around with his Tugger. Tug... I, I tug Starting all over fights. the place. <laughs> um... 
How dare you interrupt him during his beautiful list building? Uh, but 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 Danny is the guy that can look at look at the numbers and in his head immediately these combos pop like some sort I of. I just have like the picture of uh, some kind of gross dude, pimple. The yeah. dude from Limitless, which is all of the numbers and yeah. stuff appearing in front <laughs> right? of Danny's that's, face, that's, like pictures you of mean the guy in the past. Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. like I like that guy has a beard. He's semi-socially awkward. He drugs his friends. You'll be feeling that. <laughs> Are you, I knew it wasn't. Are you comparing my complete... yourself to Zach Galifianakis in maybe, this story? Maybe I am. Maybe I I'm knew not. it wasn't my complete lack of skill and mm. poor tactical decisions that lost me that game. It was drugs. I drugged your four loco <laughs> with. Get this, just some four loco black. That's all it was. <laughs> That's all it takes. Um. <laughs> Are you okay there? No. No, he's pretty when old, we, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh so when we last left our intrepid band of adventurers on Vigilus. Previously uh, on Vigilus. They were battling uh Marnius Calgar had shown up, he was primarisified, and he was now fighting against all of the insurgency insurgencies of the Gene Stealer cult, uh the Drukari, who were busy raiding and stealing people. The yeah. Drukaries? Yes, the Drukaries, who were not giving away prizes when somebody spun a dollar on the wheel. Aww. The uh orc speed freaks who were content to just race themselves Dude, around. What in did the they dust. do? They were just having fun, man. Actually, I believe it's a speed wah. Oh, yeah, good point. Cruel Daka. Yeah. That's the general that's a that's the guy's name. So th- don't forget pimp slapping senators on the floor for having bad face paint. <laughs> well, I mean that's what you should do anyway. Clown makeup, if I, you will. I love it. So yeah, in book one, we found out the Gene Stealer cult had infiltrated the high senate of Vigilus. By wearing makeup. And I love that part that they just kind of rub off some grease paint. I'm like, oh, he has purple skin. I always, I always was concerned about his claws and his extra two <laughs> arms. But I thought but that it, was normal. We, we're really close. I just to thought he warp. was lumpy on his yeah. robes. Yep, his skin color always checked out. <laughs> I want to see like the senator. like Skin color? White. We're good. The senator like talking Ooh. to a dude with his arms folded. And then he's like, hey, could you pass me that paper? And another arm passes out of nowhere. And the guy just doesn't think two, like, two seconds about it. It's good times. It's all good. So... Uh, so they're starting to make a tiny bit of headway, all right. And it's and Calgar's like, I am doing this for uh, you know for Ultramar, and and I'm enforcing the Primarch's edict, and I'm doing everything I need to do. When Harkin Wold Claimer shows up and goes, Hey, guess what, guys? <laughs> Abaddon's coming in eighty days, <laughs> and flies away. I imagine you know with his jetpack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, you guys make him sound like a fucking bitch. <laughs> I want him to be like an albatross or something. <laughs> He's a man. Abaddon is coming, caca. <laughs> wow, that Come. was the that was the worst albatross I've ever heard. All right, first off, they are a majestic beast, <laughs> and they speak with a British accent. So you're gonna have yeah. to try a little bit harder okay. next time. Yeah, no, please let's let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for this. Abaddon is coming. No, I got another. I got another one for this here. All right, mm-hmm. let's hear it. Ready, ready. Yep. Yeah, it's what I deserve. That's better. It, in my head, uh, Harkin World Claimer actually sounds more like uh, the seagull from Little Mermaid, the old time one, where he's like, "Oh, that—that's a what you do." Just 
Why is <laughs> the thing really? a Why why is he so goofy? I don't get it. That's because he just <laughs> I just me. imagine I just imagine him coming down being all goofy. Abaddon's to coming to thingamajig in thirty days. To me, Ab- uh, Harkin Warclimber sounds like Wally from the Disney movie Wally. <laughs> just silence. <laughs> he can say his name. Harkon. Wait, wait, I, I got you guys. Okay, waiting. There it is. Okay, so it was so, shorter. So Harkin says uh, Abaddon's coming within eighty days, and Marnia says, "Well, that can't be right. I mean, I Abaddon's been scheduled here near. for eighty-two <laughs> yeah. days. Abaddon's not going to be here. Abaddon's not coming here. Why would he come here? You guys are a bunch of liars." So they check out. Uh, he he consults with all of his astropaths and everything else, and he's like, uh, "Sir, just to let you know, Harkin is correct. Abaddon will be here, and in fact." Uh, 80 days but Abaddon you know and he'll be like oh Harkin said that like three days ago though so he's wrong we've already won the planet Vigilus and a bunch of high fives happen because he's wearing his gauntlets so Ultima already killed like 16 astropaths which is brutal by high five <laughs> <laughs> just, it's like shit I had the gauntlets on I forgot ooh, again I forgot to turn off that switch uh, so he, he grabs all of the Imperial Navy and he's like oh hell no Abaddon's not coming he's not going to get to this planet he's not taking it I cannot lose this for uh for Robute. My dad is going to be so mad at me if okay. I break his new world. First off, I got these new robot legs and these new robot arms and these fancy new gauntlets of Ultramar 2.0 and we're going to go we're, we're going to do this. So he takes the mightiest fleet the Empire has ever seen since the Heresy days and he travels into the warp like an idiot. Well, I mean, it's just Wait, Ultramarines like though. an idiot. No, it wasn't just Ultramarines. It was everything. You had uh, Mechanicus ships. You had Let's not uh, call I, him an idiot. Yeah. Can He's I, an ultramarine. All right. It's the same yeah. Can I get the, to the bottom of the page? Can I call him an idiot? politically correct term we'll is ultramarine. Okay. So, so they get in there, and sure enough, uh, the vengeful spirit... Uh, Abaddon's flagship is is at the head, and they can see him. It's coming right towards him, and they're like, "Oh, he's gonna, he's got to have a plan. He's too smart. The War Master is brilliant, but we're spread out, and this double cordon we're running here, which is not to be confused with the double cordon blue, which sounds amazing right now, is going to stop him no matter what." And then they like fire off a bunch of missiles to the side, and they're like, "Yeah, we're, we're real gonna, clever. You can't escape out the side, bitch." Yeah, we're gonna funnel him right in towards us, like some sort of giant wedge to drive through us individualists. And Abaddon, uh, well, you don't know because this part of the book doesn't tell you what Abaddon's thinking, but I can only imagine it was, <laughs> "Who's this idiot? <laughs> Release the hounds!" Uh, and then a weird sci-fi popping noise happened, like the movie from UHF, and and on the portal of the bridge. Oh, uh, that was good. Yeah, yes, there you go. Pretty much just like that. Of of Calgar's ship opens a portal and out steps absolute buttloads of demons. Yeah. Slanesh demons, by the way, which threw me for a loop. I think I, I think the the correct term is a shitload of demons. No, not when they're slanesh. Then they're a buttload. They're a cacophony of demons. Then, mm. or perhaps a, noise? a gape uh, of demons. Goatsy of demons, if you will. No, we. I will. I will not, sir. I will well, not. I think what's super cool is okay. Like it, it's it's like the the way GW's releases are kind of lining up together, right? So the first time we have Vigilance right. Defiant, and that ends with Oh, Abaddon is coming in eighty days, and then we get Abaddon here in this book, and in this book, the first thing that happens, the first kind of major engagement, is a demonic incursion into the bridge of Calgar's ship, where a keeper of secrets attacks him. Right. But it, at this point, it was the old model of Keeper of Secrets, so it's not. I don't very think good. so. I think it's the new one. I think it's the new one. Well, it wasn't released. It wasn't even announced yet when the book came out, so it can't be. Sorry, 
in my imagination since I didn't read it until after I saw the new model. I guess, yeah. you know what? I'm going to say this. my own narrative. There That's it is. Right. I'm going to say, Danny, I apologize. I was trying to forge your own narrative for you, but I, I was wrong. And you and know what? Was, I don't appreciate that. I apo- I'm apologizing for it right now, Danny. I All apologize. Right. But you were wrong. Sure so it, it was the again. original one, uh, or maybe <laughs> even the one from Epic 40K would be my guess, actually. So it has a spear. Yeah, it yeah. does. That's can we talk about that for a second? Because that can. seems cool. Uh, a, a Keeper of Secrets with a spear, oh. not a model that they previewed, but maybe a model, maybe a build of the kit. Maybe a weapon or a con- option in there. Or a yeah. conversion you might do. Well, because if you think about it. Also, it would be cool. All yeah. the other, Sounds uh, badass. All the other greater demons have had multiple options inside their kit. Right. right. I think, the, aside from Zinch, which only had one weapon option. It has right? two. It has two? You can take the wand or the staff. Oh, or, go. I'm sorry, the wand or the sword. Right, so, so they all have hold different on, hold options. On. Uh, you could take a wand or a sword. Did these people never play uh, World of Warcraft? You always took the sword over the wand. That was the bitch False. weapon. False. If you were a mage, you absolutely want to take the wand nope. over the stats, sword. Stats on the sword were better than the wand every time. So the sword gives you a different So who weapon. played fucking mages? Plebe. Anyway. I, I had a mage in World of Warcraft. So this <laughs> What are you trying to say, Dave? But anyway, so... Plebe. Uh, so, Dang, dude. All right, I'm put me in my place. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. know what? I I might not lo- I might not be awesome at 40k, uh, as awesome as you are. At 40K. But he's also terrible. But if at you World go back to, <laughs> if I'm equally terrible at World of Warcraft. <laughs> but if you go back to the heyday of classic, I was a I was a actually a top rated well, tank. We can Dave because we weren't oh. alive when I World of Warcraft. I fucking hate you game. guys so much right now. That's just not true though. I mean, <laughs> we can both say the best. <laughs> Shut up, Dan. Don't take this from me. <laughs> All right, so the Nash demon excursion. They they start nuking it out. Demons um, and dicks everywhere, and just slap. Boobs. They were they were slapping their giant dragon dildos all over the place, laying oh, out those demons left slap. wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the the. Uh, I'm sorry. What are the honor guard called? Dicks. Victrix. I'm sorry. It's what called what? Victrix. You sure? Victrix. Okay. So the Victrix honor guard are in the book. Is and this they an actually get the two characters someone get named. pointed out before that we said Vicatrix before? Yeah. Oh, like Danny, an ass. Danny, Danny said Vicatrix. I still think it's He Vicatrix. actually said it wrong like twice. You said it two different ways in that video. Yeah. It so was, the, so neither so one of them were right, by the way. So the Vice Trex. Vicatrix. Yeah, so the Vice Trex <laughs> Vicatrix. The Vicator Rix. Vicodin guard. The yeah, Vicodin guard. Right. Um, step out to take on this greater demon and the greater demon's like lol slap and knock him aside and I was like well they're Primaris with yeah. super shields so that's not possible okay whatever forge your own narrative like, DW. I, I, have a, I have a new model and data sheet coming <laughs> I'm better than I previously was <laughs> fuck off bitch Cal- <laughs> so he stabs at Kalgar with his spear and I thought this was awesome Kalgar grabs the tip of the spear with his gauntlets at Ultimar and in my head I got to that paragraph I was like oh he's gonna snap the spear or something no Kalgar's a bitch okay the spear slides it's he's, too slippery it's too slippery his spear was covered with lube slides through the gauntlet and stabs him through one of his two hearts yep and then oh, to man. add insult to injury the demon slashes his throat too just because just kills him kills him Kalgar dies in the first Two pages of the book. Uh, Actually, he's mortally wounded in the first two pages of the book. No, he was dead for literally like 60 seconds before his shit kicks in and saves him. So it it tells you that's like, all right, well, shit. Okay, he's got to recover from that. So he does, naturally, because they just gave him a new model. And it would be pretty bullshit to be like, hey, that previous book, we know how you gave you a brand new awesome looking Calgar and some Vicatrix guard. 
awesome. Check it out. Here's the Victrix Guard's he's, names. It's Enos and Bob, or whatever they call him in the book. What's Calgar's real name? Doesn't matter. He's dead. Dead. Now. Yeah. It's like Marnius. You guys wanted to call him Prime Marnius? No problem. Dead. We killed him. Thanks, Danny. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. It's but we find it's kind of Chekhov's gun uh, because they introduce a dead Marnius Calgar at the start of the book. But let's continue on here. So let's find the ways that he dies again. <laughs> so the the uh, the the main astropath of Calgar's flagship goes. Well, this is not going good, and reveals his third eye, banishing all of the demon, killing all the lesser demons, Giggity. and banishing the greater demon back into the portal. And which is which is ironic because the 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 Slanesh demons revealed their third eye. And did all that damage in the first place. Third, right. Third brown eye. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting that he waited that long. Like, oh, they'll take him. Nope, never mind. My bad. They, they're they not taking him. Here's the third eye. Boom. And the same thing happened on every single ship that was right. in the war. So they just decapitated all the ships. Right. They basically just crippled all the ships. Except that I like to imagine that on every ship, Marnius Calgar died. Because that's probably what happened. <laughs> he was like, I'm died here. So I'll just resurrect over here. <laughs> Still dead. Never mind. Over there, dead. Like some uh, really shitty multiverse. So the first two pages of this book, by the way, do not make you want to buy you guys Marnius Calgar. Killing me. <laughs> Calgar Come was, on, you slanderous demons ganking me this bullshit. Calgar was hardcore camped for the first four <laughs> pages of this book. Uh, he just, I was like so sad. As opposed to the rest of it, so sad. Just kidding. I said first forty pages of this. Oh, book. oh. I was talking about the camp. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. This is actually really well written. I'm, it, it, I'm um, super happy. With oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. Oh, dude, the everything's it's been cool. super good. It's they could write like a four-page novel series about what happened on Vigilus, and I would buy every book. And I four already page, know. four page, four yeah. book. Sorry. Okay, four local. I, I, I will read Bad. any book that has uh, Marnius Cogger getting punked in new and exciting ways. <laughs> For four books. For four books. No, no, four pages. Uh, four pages. Well, Maybe that's what I'll write in my community survey when I do the next yeah. one. Just four Could pages of Marnius Calgar getting punked? Four pages of Marnius Calgar oh. death scenes, please. Can I read oh, a does that to be where dead? the Ultramarines lose? Do you think that the, the, the writers just pitched so many ideas for Calgar dying that, that this one just kind of slipped through? And they're like, oh shit, bring <laughs> well, it back. we to edit this out. <laughs> huh. so, no, just... so Calgar stops him in the warp and Abaddon doesn't make it to Vigilus. Perfect, great. No, they better have him die instead. Anyway, yeah. so he recovers kind of. So, Well, no, he fully recovers. Well, he has a slight mechanical are... burr to the edge of his voice from now on. Well, I mean, he didn't have arms or legs prior to becoming a Primaris. So let's just be honest, when they released him. <laughs> That's actually him trying yeah. to whisper. Yeah. <laughs> he was saying, bring me my gauntlets. Yeah. You didn't hear that? No. Can you play it again? Yeah, you ready? Right. Oh, yeah, I hear it now. Dude, that's there racist. Is. He was asking for his armor at that time. <laughs> totally Why would that be racist? <laughs> did I? Did I just? Uh... But yeah, so so they're they're kind of fucked up by this here. A lot of their their, their they retreat. They have to retreat because all of their their admirals and kind of their their commanders are, are just really dead by a sudden demonic incursion. They 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 haul ass back to Vigilus like a puppy dog who's been slapped with a wet newspaper. True. Just. True. Yeah, uh, and and set up for defense, and of course, so my very expensive microphone stand <laughs> is uh, falling apart. I see. So, so obviously, Marnius Calgar, who uh, recovers, um, and and is fully back, with the exception of a weird mechanical burr to his voice, uh, starts setting up the defense of the the hives. Right. 
Uh, yes. Meanwhile, Harkin World Claimer's been wrecking face with his um, uh, warp talons. And, yeah, there he is. Uh, wrecking face with his warp talons and with his... Um, Raptors. Raptors. Thank you. I was like, Havocs. I'm trying to say Havocs, but I know that's not it. Um, with his Raptors all over the upper level of hives, right? And just and just be like, he's coming. Abaddon's coming. Yeah, I Mar think what's really good about this here is they say that the reason he's able to take over the tops of the hives so successfully and so quickly is because it's is because the entire rich population has been told not to look up. Oh, that, that does make yeah. sense. Right, and they say that. There's like, that's how, because he just concentrates on the top of the spires, and if no one can look up, he's literally only dealing with like 100 dignitaries. Yeah, it's, it's not, well, because every time somebody looks up, they start becoming crazy. And basically on the planet, what's happened is is this uh, absolute fervor of people doing one of two things. Like regular civiliz um, civilians are like panicking, and they're, joining either chaos cults or joining the gene stealer cult, the popper princes like protect us forearmed God emperor. And the forearmed God emperor is like, yeah, we'll protect you until the Tyranids get here. And book three of vigilus, uh, well, vigilus, know, like, uh, eaten as it's known. <laughs> uh, Regular emperor did jack shit for them. So might as well try chaos or gene stealer cult. I liked how the gene stealer cult said that they were the original vigilance. Yeah, that was a, that was a nice touch. Oh, so nice. so Harkins doing his thing, and and, and that was I, I honestly say I have to say, admit of the uh, hundred pages of fluff in this book, that was the one section I was like, this is boring. Next, okay. Uh, so you move on to the war in the darkness, which has one of my absolute. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I, I'm gonna say absolute favorite, but really there is so much stuff in this fluff wise that made me go, that is amazing. So. You have the uh, the Night Lords, um, two units of Night Lords led by two uh, kind of like factions of Night Lords led by two different commanders mm -hmm. who ally with uh, a unit of the Scourged, who, yep. if you remember from our last episode, are this fantastic uh, cursed uh, renegade chapter who can see all the lies in the future. Sees through the lies of the Jedi. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they and they're attacking high Holy shit a chapter of Anakin's how fucking whiny oh god oh god which Anakin though because I mean Darth Anakin Vader Anakin was all pretty of them awesome are pretty bad but anyway I'm sorry you were saying so, well uh, so they they are uh, ordered to take Hive Dirkden and that is D R I K Dirkden? yeah Dirkden um, and they think it's going to be super easy but what they don't know. Because Harkin hasn't told them because he's never been below, you know, 80,000 feet. Um, he's like, oh, the hive's full of pussies. Go on in there and take out, take it over. He's a peacock. It's literally nothing. That, well, that hive itself is actually owned by gene stealer cults. So, I mean, I think they're sub-renting. No. The gene stealer cults definitely own that. They killed the old lady in there. Maybe it's uh, rent-controlled. So, but at best. <laughs> it's a rent-controlled spire. <laughs> uh, so they're in this hive, and they've, they've got it completely controlled. And these squads led by the world leaders have, have they're like, or not, I'm sorry, not world leaders, night lords who are these, you know, aerial specialists and their terror and all sorts of stuff like that jump in like, ha ha, we're going to kill you. And then the gene stealer cults pop out of fucking everywhere and just start wiping the floor with them sure. and, and the skirts. Yeah. Um, the, the fighting goes on long enough uh, and, and the gene stealer cults, do not use their pure strain because they know that pure strain will just get absolutely and utterly destroyed by a Stardust Bolters. 
because apparently they've read um, luckily the be- codex before, so they know sure, the rules. They know. Yeah. yeah, bolter um, man. Yeah, luckily because of that boring part beforehand, though their numbers were super bolstered by right. Chaff. They're just swollen up by chaff, so they're sending all these guys in and just absolutely slaughtering the Chaos Space Marines, who at this point are like, "What is happening? We don't understand it." Um, there comes a point where the scourged make a break for it over a wall of bodies. These two different units, uh, get, they get, the scourge gets separated into two different units, two two separate detachments, if you will, separated by bodies. Yeah, well, I mean, it was still like a hundred dudes each, but oh, company squad. Not a unit. Yeah, company squatted. Yeah, I, so when these I are say warbands, kind of. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so they get separated by a wall of dead bodies from all this chaff. And end up using the wall of dead bodies to climb up to get to the next layer of the hive to escape. Mm, that's they, very scourgy, though. Yeah, it is. Meanwhile, the Night Lords basically just get their ass kicked and die. Yep. Weren't smart enough to climb the bodies. You know, sudden appearance of 18,000 gene stealers will do that to a boy. Well, and they're wasted on this kind of a fight, too, because the Night Lords are really all about terror. Right, and they were and like, ah, so, oh, like, we're scary. It's fearless, <laughs> yeah. like, nobody cares. We're scary, and a now, dude with a rock saw and an extra arm was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I was able to cut through him and flip him off yeah. at the same time. Like, but Ooh, that's a powerful combination. That's Something a, they mentioned in this book here is It's that, a power move, for sure. Is that the genes that are called are able to mask their presidents, uh, their presence from Abaddon. Well, and their presidents, too. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. too. But so, so Abaddon's plan in no way had anything to do with the genes that are called. Yeah, he did not he didn't know, know about it at he all. He didn't know they were there. So when he sent the Night Lords there, the idea was like, hey, you guys are going to go scare the populace, do all this other kind of stuff. Get ready. Just, you know, when the populace started having extra arms and claws, the, they got really, really screwed over. Yeah. Yep. So so the Night Lords uh, asked to take on this hive because it's where the criminal element runs. And in their head, they're like, oh, they're oh we can get some, some recruits. new recruits. We can yeah. get some new recruits. This will be awesome. And so they, they're doing that. The new recruits do a run and gun where they're like, oh, well, we're fighting you. <laughs> and run away, tricking them into separating from the scourged, which then that's when the genes their cult pops the trap because they're tied into the criminal element and just start whipping the shit out of them to make sure. them go hey we talked to abaddon and abaddon said there was a 100 percent chance of no gene sealer cults here but clearly he was wrong so you know we 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 are screwed uh and i just anyway. i just like that because a i don't like night lords oh well you're a bastard yeah, yeah. sorry man i just don't like him I do like the Scourge, though, so I was happy the Scourge were, like, smart enough to climb up the wall of dead bodies and get away, kind of like, you know. Well, they're in totally different parts of the city, so it's kind of hard to, like. I mean, if you look at the map, it's not very big. I mean, if you look at the map in the book, it's no bigger than my penis, so it's pretty small. If you look at the map of the world on the back of a coin, it's. (laughs) See? No, you're right. That's still bigger than your You're right, Dave. It's only the same size as your mom's (laughs) vagina, so we'll just move right along. Well, that's a big world. Um, (laughs) A whole new world. (laughs) Don't don't say that. We're gonna get demonetized again. Copyright infringement. <laughs> I partially you... said the lyric of a song in a Disney movie. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Japanese Disney is gonna hit us with that one. Um so and then it moves on to retaking the hoist, where if you remember from the first book, um the hoist is a um well, basically, it's a it's a giant crane that stretches to an, uh, a platform up in space where people where the pl- um, uh, trader and trader ships dock. The ho- the hoist is where they take the ice asteroids that are uh, right. around and then they they process them and use and send the water back down to Vigilus. Right. So it's it's very important. Um, the gene sealer cults retake the hoist. 
and hold it for a while. Um, and it end. This section ends with the gene stealer called the Popper Princes being like, "Yeah, we, who runs this town? We run this town, you know." And oh, I thought the uh, I thought that was retaken from the gene stealer cult by the Mechanicus and some Space Marines. No, I thought the Mechanicus. I thought they didn't actually take it back. Oh, okay. But they did something to it anyway. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's moot uh, anyway. When you get to later in the book, you learn. Um. No, they did. Oh, they took it back. And you know why I'm going to stick to this point? Because it's fine. like a super cool action sequence. Oh, so, yeah. They send the onagers. Yeah. Up. So say so they sent onagers. So the Mechanicus takes it back by sending onagers to the outside of the spire. And they oh, use kind man. of like maglocks to walk up. So they distract the gene what would maglock, with, like, with massive. Well, hold on. Why would, what would maglocking onagers sound like if they were walking up the outside oh, of a hive? John, uh, I mean, do you have an effect for that? There it is. The okay. windows, the windows uh, error oh. message. All right, that sounds exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. So um. they distract. So they distract the gene stealers and get the pure strains to reveal themselves by sending in massive you know, and and the patriarch and grandsire worm. Yes, right, um, by sending in a bunch of uh, skitari through these like abandoned shuttle tubes or something. Um, and then that draws them out because the Skatari are just kicking ass left, left, right. And I center. don't believe that. I mean, clearly they <laughs> must have been playing monocodex with knights. So, <laughs> and then they, then while as then the like as soon as the as the Skatari start to lose, the Mechanicum just opens up on its own guys and the Gene Stealers with the uh, with the Onagers and blow everything away. They cut off. They sh- they shoot off two of Grand Sire Worm's arms. Yep. Uh, he gets caught. Killed he gets much caught all by of the, the beams. pure strain gene yep. stealers up there, um, and then they take that that water back there. And thank God, because like uh, the last book has established, water is a very precious resource on Vigilus. Correct. So, but now uh, the the Senate has a fantastic plan about how to stop well, all this stuff here. So they don't. They, they got from the the Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie skyscraper. <laughs> A classic, if you They're will. Gonna, classic. Hold available on. in HBO now, right now. <laughs> wait, wait. They're going to leap from the hoist over to one of the spires? Yeah. Is that what's happening? But they only after they remove one of their legs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But no. Wow, I really have to see this movie, What apparently. they finally decide to do is they're going to smoke out the chaos. So they're trying to figure out how... Uh, they've got a meeting of the minds right now, um, and there's this fantastic piece of art that shows Calgar, not Primarist. Um, that's Cal Drago uh, and two other awesome-looking dudes in, in this picture here. And I'm like, oh, who are these guys? Well, they don't tell you. Yeah, some rogue <laughs> It's just trader. a random – they were like, put a piece of art there. Damn some it. rogue trader, some inquisitor, and, and Calgar. Oh, is, do you think that's Janice uh, Vayek from uh, – I believe it's Anus – Bike uh, from yeah from the road it's a really game. old piece of from artwork. artwork yeah <laughs> stone fortress yeah okay got it um they, they're discussing about it um there's also a bit where the world bears and the iron warriors are duking it out with some uh, imperial fists and the imperial fists are not quite you know good oddly enough the imperial fists for some reason can't keep up they can't fortify faster than the uh, iron warriors can knock down which is weird because usually they die quick enough that their bodies become walls right that's what i'm saying um so it comes down to the this discussion which later in the book spawns a, a mission that sounds really fun to play um called calgar's fires uh you have one of the senate who has never once agreed with the uh, uh um the Skatari and the Admech hates them to death. Thinks they're up. Thinks they're shady and and doesn't like them on the planet. 
suddenly agree with them because the the admech have said hey if we turn all our seismic drills on the core of the planet and stuff we can you know cause enough damage to kill the chaos and Calgar's like uh and everything that's alive and they're like and the, the, so what's the problem the robot mechanicus guy's like <laughs> yeah yeah so what's the problem i don't understand I don't see the f- i'm sorry it was more like mm, so what's the problem beep or something maybe I, no all right never mind i apologize so so the senator, uh, this particular senator and, and high person is like, you know what? I actually agree with them, which made everybody go, hold on, hold on, hold on. There must be some real bad plan because this person has never once agreed with the the admex. So something's wrong. Let's talk about it. And they end up deciding to light all of the spires on fire in a controlled burn of the upper half where the raptors are. Which seems like a good move. Yeah. yeah. To smoke them out. So they send out... the plot of the blockbuster movie Skyscraper. (laughs) Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. So they send out uh, Adeptus Cerritus fire teams who, you know, like uh, kind of like uh, volunteer firemen fighting a fire, set controlled burns to to prevent the fire from being worse. And... it, Like I said, it spawns this awesome mission that's in the book that you can play where... Every turn, the board gets tighter and tighter as the fires burn up, and anything caught in the fire just dies. Nice. It's like, well, I kind of really want to play that with Danny's two hundred and ten model term, uh, you know, Tyranid army, and against yeah, my, maybe. against my fifty model Custode army, you know, call it a day. Um, and I, I really like that because it shows that he's they're getting desperate. You oh know? yeah, for sure. It's they like, are. all right, that's where all the rich people live. Burn it. But they do that, and next we we learn. Uh, so they set that all on fire, and now we move to the tastiest area of the planet, the swirl. Yeah, I don't say it's it's not necessarily the tastiest. I I I just like the way this is written. I like what is inside the swirl. I like the way that is. I dislike that they sent <laughs> inside the swirl. So do you think the swirl, if it was in Australia, would go the other direction? I mean, we can no. Because it's not on. It's on. It's in Vigilus. Still has gravity. Which is a different planet. Not every planet has an Australia, Dave. Yeah. Thank but God. Actually, at this point, Vigilus is Australia. Oh Everything there is Every trying to kill world. you. Yeah. Everything's trying to kill you, and it's on fire. Yeah. That's and fair. It costs so much to live there. So. Um, but yeah. So inside this world, we we go back to these dark angels we met in book one, who fought together with the white scars in that mm. battle. Did they really fight with the white scars? Well, so much as well, just kind of drove along with them, and then when battle came, they kind of drove off in a different direction. <laughs> they were like, "See a piece, See bye." You. And the reason being is because there's fallen on Vigilus, a lot of them. Yeah, but you don't. I mean, they don't really know that. They think that. Oh, no, they, they know that. No, no. If you read it, they don't know why. They have their reasons. They're not exactly sure what's inside, but they know that they have to get inside the swirl. Yeah, they know there's fallen there. They know they're inside the swirl because uh, the chief fallen person there is a librarian, right? Who's been sending out fallen to be captured by dark angels, so that they give out the messages during interrogation about Vigilus, and that there's fallen on Vigilus, and that they're hoping what that does is it brings the rock, the Dark Angels uh, Fortress Monastery, not the star of the hit movie Skyscraper, to Vigilus. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 
I, hold on a minute. <laughs> okay. That was so perfectly executed. Like, I, I, I just, I have no words. Very, very well done. You sir. know what? End this section here. We'll call it a day and we'll just go home. We cannot improve on that. that I mean, was, I just quit comedy. For, I, for every 30 <laughs> terrible jokes I tell a podcast, I tell half of one good joke. Oh, that wasn't a good joke. It was just a flawless inclusion up, right? yeah like you had made a note someplace or something so just that in you my can beautiful it. brain uh, but the well, uh the, the okay. fallen so it must have been flawed then the Got fallen it. are there um guarding a fortress with this uh macguffin in, inside it and they've kind of made a deal with abaddon uh, it's more than a macguffin sir this is a universe ending device oh i'm sorry yeah it's uh, a, a macguffin a, is a just a plot MacGuffin. device yeah it's deuce x macguffin it's um, way higher caliber <laughs> But they made a deal with Abaddon to kind of go here and kind of do all this stuff. So, so they're par- part of the Black Legion now. And like the way, eh, the eh. way this Fallen thing is written on, and this like kind of section of Fallen is very like twirly mustachey towards Dark Angels, and kind of takes some of the nuance of it away. But I'm okay with that. Uh, but we find yeah. out that the the inside this monastery that the Fallen are guarding and kind of protecting is a gravity black hole gun. And an awesome. Abs- <laughs> A brutal weapon. And the thing is, this fortress with this weapon of the old gods has been there forever. And the fallen have been there protecting it uh, from anybody's hands for X amount of time. Now, because it's it's a gravity-inducing black hole gun, it's causing this swirl of dust. Because it's even when it's inactive, it's still way too active. So it's... It's causing this swirl that's just ignored by the populace. Because they're like, well, we can't go there. We just have a dust storm. But their plan is to bring in... um, the, the Rock Johnson, like, Dark Angel Fortress in and shoot the gravity weapon at the rock. Thereby waking up the lion? Therefore, kind Ooh. of, when it gets inside of the rock, inside of those packs and the kind of that weird tribal tattoo thing, it'll implode and kind of destroy the entire fortress and the, the Dark Angel's chapter with it. Right. Uh, Abaddon comes along. He's like, whoa, hold up a second. That sounds like a great plan, but how about no? So... The, the best part about this plan is that it has a very specific arc it can shoot in. So the rock has to literally move into this point in order to get blasted. Yeah, this is the world's so most dangerous gun that can only fire at a eighth of an inch <laughs> space. Right. And it's rotating around on the planet, so it can shoot in more different spaces. However... It's got to, uh, you know, whatever they really want to kill has to line up with it. Whereas Abaddon has a plan to just use it. So he parks his ship above it, uh, the Vengeful Spirit. And, uh, you know, the Imperium is still trying to take down the Vengeful Spirit, which is, you know, the most mightiest ship Can in space Can I just say, right kind of now. moving back to Abaddon comes and he, he talks to the Fallen uh, on the thing. And the, the description of the meeting between the Fallen Librarian and Abaddon is amazing. It's just... Is full of tension and it kind of really shows like to me how the black legion works like you have sure a lot of disparate parts that aren't necessarily the same ideologically or things like that but they kind of they come together for these common goals yeah um and it just is described as being incredibly tense so the, the fallen librarian osandis is his name uh he had made a deal with uh when the uh dark angels had split issues back during the heresy he'd made a deal with abaddon to for protection do you think it was during the heresy yeah i think it was i think it was during i thought it was during pandorax was it during pandorax? Yeah, it was pandorax which was an old apocalypse book which yep. i appreciate them bringing back here oh tie-ins yeah uh so he'd made a deal and they've been living successfully on this planet guarding this 
thing that the, that the Dark Angels had found, basically. Stygian spires. Mm. Uh, the weapon is called the Void Claw, and the, the Citadel is called the Citadel Vigilant. Okay. So they're, they're in there, and they're hiding out. Abaddon parks his spaceship above it, drops anchor, holds tight, doesn't do anything. Uh, the Vengeful Spirit doesn't do anything until anybody approaches. Like, somebody approaches, the spirit suddenly fires up and starts lighting them up and destroying any other ship. So they realize, sure. we'll just leave it alone. If we leave it alone, it doesn't do anything. He teleports down with 30 of his bodyguard, um, the Terminators, and make, like, a peace arrangement with the Fallen Librarian and the Fallen. Meanwhile, the whole time they're talking, the, anytime they moved, the Terminators and Abaddon moved, the guns of this place just track them. Like, in a moment's notice, they're going to open up and just wipe them out. So, you know, and, and Abaddon agrees to make this. Uh, he says, hey, listen, you know how I did you a favor a long time ago? I'd like a small favor in return. I just want to turn it on just for a second. You know, I just want to be like Marty McFly in the beginning of Back to the Future and and just kind of, you know, turn it all the way up to I, just 11. We'll see what my gum, my guitar sounds like when I strum it. It'll be fine, you know. Uh, so he picks a spot in between the moon and, uh, and Vigilus and lights it up, turns it on and turns on this giant gravity well that starts sucking shit from both sides into it. Well, what was great is he positioned his entire fleet in a way like Abaddon did where it wasn't affected by the black hoax. It could turn on their engines and move away. Yep. The Imperial fleet, on the other hand, pretty much completely wiped out was, from this. was literally like right there. Like awesome. the way he positioned himself, he was going to, he, he was like, I'm going to light this up over here. You go sit over here and wait. And so the Imperial fleet who was staying outside of, uh, activation range of the vengeful spirit was like literally sitting right there in this Imperial fleet parking lot. He just fired the thing at, you know, uh, he fires it. It goes crazy. It starts sucking the, all of the water off the planet, which was his actual goal because you take away water. There goes morale. Yeah. The, the gravity of this gun is so powerful. It removed all of the water from the planet's surface. So it's kind of like a water, like tsunami around the beam, leaving the planet. Yeah. So you have this, this water just getting sucked towards this black hole on the other side on the moon, which was uh, kind of like a, a a small industrial moon, yeah. lots of lots of acid sludge and stuff like Dudes that. With the mail from the first book, <sighs> yes, the uh, the acid sludge starts getting sucked off into space through the. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I heard it. Yep. Um, uh, th- through all of the 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 bridges that existed to keep people safe above the acid sludge. Dissolving all of them and destroying like all all infrastructure on the on the moon, it, it just was very well written, very descriptive, and it showed exactly what Abaddon's plan was. It wasn't to I'm going to do this black hole right here and then destroy the planet. It was I'm going to do this to actually destroy the defenders' morale because if you don't have water, and their morale was pretty much shot after this. It drove oh, it recruitment to the cults more. Yep. Um, the, the guys were saying, what use are a bunch of space marines fighting for us if there's nothing to fight over? Like, mm. Vigilus is pretty much done at this point as a planet. Yeah. So, you know, you, you get this this plan, and then you it, uh, the draining happens. It moves all that stuff off there. Uh, and you move on into um, what they call the Iron Fist Closes, where he's he's gripping the planet. And he's, he's like, I've got control of it cupping it in his talons uh much like 
somebody did in a movie once, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so you've got... Thank you. <laughs> wow. A little bit of levity. I appreciate that. Um, so y- you come across this situation that it happens where um, people are fighting. They're still fighting. The, the Astartes are fighting, but they're, you know, obviously they're losing. Um, they give up on trying to fight the Gene Stealer cults. Yep. They're just done with those. They they're, give up those spires entirely. They say, you know what? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. We see what happened over here. We will deal with them after we've dealt with the rest of this stuff. Sure. They concoct this fantastic plan to uh, fight a run and gun battle with uh, a, bun- a couple different space, uh, a couple different chapters, world leaders, um, Iron Hand, or not Iron Hands, um, just a just a bunch of bad guys. Okay? Other chapters who are bad, um, where they run and gun and lead them, sacrificing units and troops as they go towards the speedwog nice. who's racing around and just kind of do this thing where they're like oh keep running and the chaos is cheering at them like oh we're gonna kill you all it'll be fine and they get to a certain point where they realize the speedwog is almost a palm and down swoops a bunch of thunderhawk gunships they're like see you later suckers and they get on the thunderhawks and take off and the chaos are like oh running away cowards that's terrible oh jesus what the hell are these guys so oh, god <laughs> Uh, and it basically just wipes them out, which gets the speedwog involved. Like, oh, there's new fighting renewed here on the planet. Let's let's go fuck some shit up. I love the orcs continue to be portrayed as just like a force of nature. They're not an army. Yeah, they're, they're not someone you fight against or someone you survive and someone you kind of manipulate, like you know, like the wind or freaking sandstorm. You know, sure. Yeah, sure. They were definitely derude in this situation for sure. <laughs> I could. Uh, uh, no. 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 All right. So, so this this happens, and and then it moves on to the infernal machines, which it, all the new demon engines came out to play. So they use uh, the best chapter, I believe you'll find the brazen um, the brazen beasts, the brazen beasts. Yeah, they fly their battle bars. Their do they? Yeah, they're so the brazen beasts being a, a renegade chapter. Um, to to set this up, the Admech have been mining Blackstone off of the planet and hiding it in a silo, protecting it with way more than they said they had on the planet for defense-wise. So, uh, it's not like the Admech to be super sneaky with technology right? for their own purposes. So, so they've been mining the Blackstone, which, by the way, um, it mentions in the book that the Blackstone, uh, having so much Blackstone on this planet is actually the reason that the warp itself is not, uh, it's not in the warp uh, it's actually outside of the warp because the warp can't surround it because the Blackstone keeps the right. warp at bay, which um, is fantastic for me to learn. Uh, and it doesn't matter because that part got cut out of an episode. So so they've got this super armored silo. It's got super force fields, got everything it could possibly need. And Abaddon sends the Brazen Beasts, who have all of these demon engines because they worship demon engines, to take it. And the leader of the Brazen Beast is like, no problem, we got this. And he's like, what are you going to do? Drop down, teleport in? No, we're just going to fly our entire spaceship to the planet surface and, and you know, open up the mouth of our spaceship who has been warped because they've been in space long enough to be kind of mildly alive and demonic and disgorge all of our renegade units. Uh, I like to view it as a beached whale that's vomiting up the ambergris of uh, demon engines across yeah. the planet. Lords, Lord of Skulls. They have they have Blech. three Lord of Skulls, and the fact that they say they've managed to amass three Lord of Skulls lets you know how powerful these They're things are supposed to be. Just trying to explain why no one puts them on the table for the game. 
Because they've amassed them. Because the brazen beasts have them instead. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so they set in. They start fighting this fight out, and uh, and then I have lost what I'm supposed to be doing. What I'm supposed to be talking about here. Um, oh, and and the speedwog, which has finished off the other dudes they were fighting, sees this giant ship flying to the planet. Like, woohoo! It's going to be battle time, and takes off and races over there and manages to save the Admech and the Darkstone by arriving just at their darkest hour uh, and and seeing these corn lords of skulls who are these massive units they've never seen before they assume are really awesome tactically and just start fighting the crap out of them before the brazen beasts have to you know run away if but you they've will. amassed three they had three yes that is correct they had amassed three but the speedwog took one uh, and you know and then race into the mines afterwards like well we've fought those guys off let's go into the mines woohoo and just that's Mario Kart, never yeah. never to be seen again. Try so spinning. It's, it's a good trick. It was a way to write them out <laughs> nicely. Uh, Get the orcs just so they went back to their home planet. They died on the portal. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I just I really like that section because it just shows the brutal for, uh, fear uh, ferocity. Thank you of of the brazen beasts and the way that they play out and why they are in fact the best renegade chapter as I said last episode. So strong doubt. Um, Luckily, I, I that's your it. opinion, man. Yeah. Luckily, I added this podcast. So, you know. uh, so say the words "the purge," Dave. Dave broke a bottle and then tried to stab me in the neck with it for disagreeing with him. That shows what a reasonable person was, he is. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But There's still way too much booze in this. But I'm how not perfectly waste that. Uh, he aligned he is with a corn renegade chapter. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so you got. It moves along a little bit slower there to the cults and the conquest. The cults are trying to expand up a little bit, having been bolstered their numbers by the fact that there's no water. So everybody's yeah. turning to the pauper princes who are able to produce water magically yeah. and save them all. You just you get a little gene stealer in you by doing it. Uh, there's a nice little section about Noctilith crowns where they talk about uh, how they get a bunch of slaves to to labor away to build these things at a Blackstone fortress there in front of you know for a couple weeks. Yeah, and, and Chevron and, Seven engaged. Exactly. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> There's a secret eighth Chevron that lets him get back to Cadia. Uh, oh. Oof. <sighs> Too soon. Let's just go ahead and play taps right here. That's fine. Uh, um, so they so then they reintroduced the Peller. Uh, the Gellerpox infected a little bit. A little bit. It, it was kind of interesting. They move on to uh, Vile Revelations in, in Hive uh, Dontaria, uh, where the Purge... Um, the second best chapter, or I'm sorry, third best chapter, because uh, Ultramarines are first. No, no, of the Renegades. Ultramarines are first. Yeah, right. Of the Renegades? Yeah. Okay. So the Purge. Renegade um, from popularity. The, oh, burn. But the Purge, they come savage. in. Savage. Uh, so they the, shoot some dudes in combat. They they come in, they start fighting, they're, they're laying out um, some sick tracks. <laughs> just dropping fat beats. Dropping fat beats. Um, but yeah, really the, good. The use of the Gellerpox infected here is kind of throughout the book in really subtle ways. There's one where like the little like techno sprite like plague dude is in it earlier. Yeah, he's so you, they got one of the guys that's walking around, and when he drips stuff, it turns it just kind of turns into a boil, and then pops up in a little Gellerpox infected, and, and starts sprinting off around the way, laughing like your mom. Gross. Yeah. Mm. Weird. But yeah. But yeah, uh, those guys are cool. Like, like, and I'd just like to take a moment here to talk about how good the story is already. Like, 
they've done a really good job of kind of like bringing to a close some of the interactions between some of the Xenos and some yeah. of the Chaos Forces as they're, well. They're, doing, what they're a, doing They're tying up all their loose fantastic ends. Fantastic job right. of, of tying all it up. All the loose ends. Except one. The orcs? No. We'll get to the end of it, and I'll, I'll talk about the one that we know, we, we know that is loose end. Um, so the Purger are working on the Hive, and going to be honest, it's going nowhere for them. You know, sure. Because the Gene Stillers still hold it. Uh, and it moves on to uh, the Sam Hain, who have been trying to exact revenge on the leaders of the Hive that called in the Ultramarines to attack the Sam Hain when they were there to help them in the first place in the first right. book. Uh, and Calgar meeting with them and asking for their help. Um, and it coming, it was this, they're duking it out in this battle. People are dying, uh, you know, Space Marines are dying, Eldar are dying left and right, and Calgar gets finally face-to-face with the leader and says, hey, listen, I came here just to talk uh, under truce. And the guy's like, weird way of showing that by you know with high fives by trying to purge me yeah high fives him with the gauntlet of ultramar and just kills him by accident again uh so brutal so he plans this secret plan that you you know that they they don't really explain to you it's like hey listen i just let's work together i have this plan come with me we'll talk about it uh so they 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 go to talk about it and how they're going to use one of the the ships uh with nobody on it oh yeah how are they going to use one of the ships with nobody on it they don't tell you in that section so uh, you move to the next section uh, where he, Calgar, then goes and talks to one of the guys who has 11 bajillion Death Strike missiles. And what I can only imagine is a two-page nod to uh, Warhammer moderator uh, Vincent Notley, uh, king Do you think he's the person of, on Vigilus who has 2 million Death Strike missiles? Maybe. Right. So one of the, one of the leaders of, of one of the hives has a collection of unused and worthless artifacts, supposedly. Um, and among them are six Death Strike missiles. Uh, now, on the tabletop, as we all know, Death Strike missiles Amazing. are... Amazing. Overpowered, undercosted. Super fun. Are absolute garbage. Um, they, they look Strong great. They sound disagree. great. When they fire, they do great amounts of damage. However, you need turns to get to that. So he has his collection, and Calgar walks in and says, Hey, tell you what, I need those for something I'm planning. Uh, so I'm going to take them. And the guy says, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> they're antiques and they're worth millions and millions and millions of credits. I can't let you take them. They're part of my collection. And he says, listen, if I, if this, if I don't do this, it doesn't matter what your collection is. It's going to die anyway. And the guy's like, I literally do not give a shit who you are. <laughs> you can't have them. So Calgar bitch slaps him multiple times and then chokes him out with the gauntlets until he goes, dude, yeah, him and his freaking gauntlets killing right? people in this book well, accidentally. He, he doesn't kill him. He just holds him. He just, he just chokes, chokes him out. He chokes yeah. him out like a bitch. And, his, and the guy's like, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> Please take the missiles. So he takes the missiles and you're like, what the fuck is he going to do with six death strike so missiles? So what you're telling me is that Calgar is a giant fucking bully. He yeah. really is. And he's kind of a bitch if he yeah. can't kill a dude he, with fucking power fists as an primary. Or that guy is a badass. Right? Oh, yeah. One of those two <laughs> guys. Yeah. Yeah. That, guy, that was, guy has the highest toughness value of any unit in the game. <laughs> Did you just 15. slap me Pro with Trader the, toughness 15? <laughs> Did you just slap me with the gauntlets of Ultramar? I barely felt that. Mm. His um, close combat attack of embarrassing cry is super <laughs> effective. <laughs> so, so he takes the missiles and he heads out. And I'm like, at this point, I'm reading going, what the fuck is happening? He's got the Eldar on side. He's just bitch slapped. A, basically, in my head, it was a you know a um, uh, a company commander. In my head, I know it wasn't, but in my head, I just pictured this company commander with this artillery company of, yeah. and Calgar, and he'd be like, "No, I need these in case you know I need to fire them." And Calgar just taking them. Um, and so it it moves on to the next section where he issues 
a, a an absolute um the ultimatum, ultimatum. thank you uh, a challenge if you will to abaddon where he's like listen uh we could fight this out forever fight me bitch it's gonna be a stalemate if we're our forces fight because i'm just as good as you me, bro uh tactically so i'll make you a deal you come down to the planet you fight me mano a mano whoever wins gets the planet uh and and abaddon at this point is inside the swirl which has no you know connection to outside stuff uh and harkin gets back to the eventual spirit who has enough technology to send down a message to say listen this bitch is challenging you for the planet we can win right now let's just let's do it and he says all right thanks for letting me use your um your black hole machine boys y'all have fun see you later and he gets up on the ship and he makes his arrangements to meet up with calgar now at this point puts his hair up all nice yeah it's, he's like i'm gonna he's use a this little top knot so nice somebody make sure that on switch is on in the middle of my backpack so i'm good to go Draken fells the sword. How are you? What feeling? you don't know is that on-off switches for his music speakers. So you know he's it's, pumping it's out a his theme team. song. It's, it's <laughs> immigrant song. It was probably <laughs> it's, it's probably Darude Soundstorm. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, no, that is absolutely the Abaddon's theme. Yeah, I would play it right now if it wouldn't, you know, <laughs> totally. destroy our podcast completely. I mean, I mean, Padoop Man Dorm. I guess is the we don't want to say the actual name and get sure charged for it. Uh, but he challenges him to a fight one on one. So this particular section that this happens in is titled, in fact, "Demise of a Legend." And in my head, I was like, "What are they going to kill Abaddon off here?" Man, he's not a legend. <laughs> he's a mother. Because at God. this point, Calgar has proven that he is, you know, tough as shit against dudes that are uh, lame. It's, and I've seen Abaddon's <laughs> like previous civilians. stats. I've seen Abaddon's stats. He's not great. Uh, this was prior Calgar to me reading through the new codex, so I didn't know what his new stat line was. But I was like, well, the old Calgar one looks like a piece of crap, the metal model. So Calgar's Dude, bigger Calgar than Calgar can wreck easy. face with bureaucrats and freaking uh, oh, servitors. Seriously. So little man syndrome. So he sets this up and he gets to this spire and he's basically just up on this platform. Like, let's do this shit. And Abaddon teleports down twirling his evil mustache. I'm sure as Hey, the way that it's written, he doesn't do that anymore. Just twirls his top now, which is majestic like a lion. So he whips his hair back and forth. Yes. Okay. So he pops down and it's supposed to be mano a mano and he pops down with terminators and Calgar's guys are like, ha, we knew you wouldn't come alone and stand up and start firing on the Terminators defending him. Um, Abaddon starts making his way towards Calgar. Calgar's just making his way towards Abaddon. And this massive super fight ensues for like a huge, for like one full page. Uh, highlights of which are, uh, as they're trading blows back and forth, Abaddon uses Horus, the claw of Horus to rip off one, one of the gauntlets completely. Uh, and, and just slices it and pulls it rips it right off his hand uh, off his right or left right hand he just knocks it right off you ri- like no he he rips he like right. rips it off leaving just leaving the hand intact because it's, it's right it's the talent of Horus. so i'm thinking kill the primer he used it like he used it like one of the claw machines he was like mm, come on get the continent of Baltimore. yes fucking sweet drop it in the bucket i win <laughs> uh and and calgar's like fucking you you take my gauntlet i'm gonna punch you 
So he punches him in the jaw, breaking his jaw with his bare fist. Now, when I read that, the only that took me out of the scenario for a second because in my head I was like, why wouldn't you? If you could punch him with one of your fists, why wouldn't you punch him with the power fist ones? You've already high-fived and killed a bunch of dudes on your battle barge. Maybe he was hey, parrying you know, Drachnian. One hands for show, one hands for go. <laughs> Thank you. So he breaks one Abaddon's jaw. One hands for show, jaw. one hands for pros. Yeah. And <laughs> to quote a popular movie. Mm. Witty. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Abaddon goes mildly berserk at that point and absolutely just whips the ever-loving fucking shit out of Calgar. Yeah, slices him right up. Slice, carves him right up, pierces both of his hearts with Drachnion, yep. uh, killing him instantly. Drachnion's pretty Again. pumped about it. Where dies like a bitch for the second time and in he's, this book. He's about to. He's got Calgar by the hair, and he's about to completely decapitate him when Harkin. Calgar has hair. I guess so. Yeah, yeah he okay, does. Sorry. Um. Sure. Anyway, I mean, the, he, the skull plugs. Yeah. Okay. He's got. He's holding his head with the talon. By the servo skull. Getting ready to slice his head off to end end Calgar once and for all. Finally, this man. Come on, who has do died? It. I don't know if you're keeping tabs back to the 90s at this point in time, but Calgar's actual death total is like 102. He's I think. a little bitch. As soon as he comes up against like anyone like serious, he dies. Amazing strategy. Great strategy. Yeah. Terrible at fighting. No. Uh, he throws down uh, he's getting ready to cut it off with Drachny Drachny's screaming he's like oh I'm cutting off the head of this bitch it's gonna be awesome when Harkin Woolclaimer's like hey boss guess what just kidding you know how you when you teleported down there well it turns out it was a big old ruse uh, an Eldar ship that was cloaked uh, with six death strike missiles strapped to it flew into the side of the vengeful spirit when we couldn't see it the vengeful spirit is about to blow up hey, and the hey, captain is taking the fuck out do, do you know how Dwayne the Rock Johnson blew up a helicopter <laughs> in the movie Furious 7 wrench he uh, threw a bag of explosives at it and let it blow up when they didn't notice it correctly <laughs> at this point I'm like 200% <laughs> convinced Marnius Calgar is just Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> okay first because off every tactic he's done in this book <laughs> Is something I have seen in a movie starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Do you, do you think that the the uh, the fluff writer for this book they were like, all right, you oh, get Vigilus and Blaze, you get this, and he was just like on a Dwayne the Rock. He was just on the Rock movie marathon no. on TNT and was like, oh shit, this is good stuff. No, I think that their partner was like watching their kids or whatever in the background watching the Rock movies. And like they accidentally kind of picked up stuff. It does explain the Jumanji reference in the next uh, section. I'm, I'm waiting for yeah, like Calgar for finds, a rundown. Yeah, Calgar finds like a little like box game at the end of it. He's like, "That's a lot of cows." Yeah, <laughs> that, is a, that, is a, that is a super specific <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah, I love it. is the Ultra Calgar. Uh. So, hey, so does Abaddon actually kill him like he should? No, because Abaddon goes, Oh, I don't have time right now. I have to get back to the ship. It was literally about to enter warp, so they teleport back out. He did the Inspector Gadget thing of curses, Gadget, I'll get you next time, even though I murdered you. I think you mean Dr. Claw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so they end up taking the planet back, the Imperials, after some fighting. Marnius lives... Like, even though he's supposed to die, that Belsarian furnace kicks in. I know, guys. I'm hey, so sorry. If you're keeping tabs, it's 103 now. He has died and come back to life. So this is three times in two books. Right. And he punches a... Uh, he punches a <laughs> greater possessed... 
No, that happens later. <laughs> he punches a greater possessed in the face as it's about to kill him, and he like escapes with his life and isn't no longer seen in vigilus in any kind of combat capacity. He's confined to his hospital bed. Well, that's like what ha- a puss. That's what happens when both of your hearts are cleaved in half, and one of them is permanently cleaved. Yeah, one of them could not be repaired. So he's he's, he's one down to one heart. He's only half the primaris he could be. They say his heart halved in size that day. <laughs> or at least one of them did. Um, but, and, and yeah, so yeah, they end up taking back the planet. Vigilus is back. Yeah, but it's it's hot garbage. It's I mean, they took back a fucking rock with no water, no people, no nothing. Which, unfortunately, is still the only way through the Cicadrix uh, maledictum with the Nachman gauntlet. So you happy about those pronunciations there? Proud of those? I'm going for that. You know what? I've had a lot of booze this evening. The fact that I've been able to say anything is fine. Um, it, it, We're proud of you, Dave. Yeah, tonight the role Aww. of John will be played by Dave. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> I did power to. It's, it's been a long three days so far this week. I needed that. Um, so the sororitas come in in a bunch of, in a bunch of like in oh. a bunch of waves of. Oh, sorry, did I skip? Over no, no, something? go. Ahead. No, you're fine. Yeah, no, that's. So the sororitas come in like in a big like. Hey, look, our codex is coming out next yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just. You, <laughs> You literally Let's kept that. That's a high five for that because I literally had that same thought. Like, oh, check it out! The, the, this soon to have a codex is coming in. Yeah, awesome. so they come in and they just clean shop. Like they go through all the cities. They flame. They burn out all the Xenos. They were like, they, "Sorry, it took us long to get here." There was a sale at Barney's. You know, half writer, off wedding dresses for the emperor. The writers typing up vigilus burns, and they're like, "Hey, Dave, what are we calling those new Serratus units? Oh, we don't have a name yet. The elite Serratus units came down." <laughs> With uh, their what guns do they have? We don't know. Powerful weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so yeah, that's that's the basic fluff part. And then there's a bunch of extra like filler stuff where it talks about the different hive sprawls and how things are are going on. Does it end like, with Sisters of Battle will return, <laughs> like, <laughs> like in Guardians in twenty Marvel movies twenty twenty. Oh, but I mean, hilarious. it's a, it's a satisfying kind of conclusion to the Vigilus story. It is, yeah. It, it's it wrapped brought up really us, nicely. Um, like the Vigilus campaigns, they brought us a a, a pretty much entirely new army in Gene Stealer Cult. Um, they brought us a bunch of new orc armies uh, and a new orc codex. We got a brand new uh, updated Chaos Space Marine codex and updated a, Sisters codex. Updated Sisters codex with a bunch of new models for Chaos Space Marines. We got a new Marnie's Calgar, a new Abaddon. Like the if you look like at the kind of radial evolu- uh, radial evolution of the lines that are mentioned in this book, it's amazing everything that's being oh, yeah. released off the back of Vigilus. I mean, the Lord Discordant is mentioned in this book. He's the guy that's walking around dropping uh, bits of, of plasma to the ground and, and summoning up the uh, the Geller Pox. Sure, you know? um, his very aura is mentioned to just destroy machines. Awesome, because he's and so- my army. <laughs> Hey, so Fact. one thing that would be cool is why don't we all go around and say what our favorite thing from this book was? That would be cool. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm not starting. I'll go last. Okay. Do okay. You, do you want to go first? Do you want me to? Yeah. Count? I mean, I'll go first. I mean, aside from kind of coming to the realization that Marnus Calgar is just Dwayne Johnson, which <laughs> is, is my favorite thing to come out of this like episode. It's pretty amazing. It makes, actually makes me want to play more. I know, right? Because yeah, I, I love The Rock. Yeah. And that's that's who he is now I, to me. Can you smell what Calgar is cooking? Does he have an albino gorilla companion? Oh. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, I don't know how. Now I need to paint a redemptor dreadnought white. 
Um, but I think it's rude to call Belial. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing to come out of both of these Vigilus books, both Defiant and Ablaze, is it gave a really solid look at Gene Steeler cult tactics and insurgency and, and for how sure they rise up and how terrifying it and is, how right? terrifying it is because yeah. before anyone even knew that there was a cult they had infected the planet's water supply they had got into their government they had got i think it describes in this book here that they have like thousands of imperial guard tanks like like that like right away and just the the kind of the the way they grow and change. And this is a gene stealer cult in the Pauper Princes that were not ready to show themselves. They were forced to show themselves because of the orcs. Right. Yeah. Right. And they were still crazy efficient at taking over an entire hive. Yeah. I mean. So I mean, I really I think my favorite part of that was just kind of seeing how those tactics work. Can you imagine they grow. if if Marnius Calgar was actually part of the gene stealer cult? How much better the Ultramarines would be? I mean, if they were, I mean, they'd still be terrible, but they would be a little less terrible. But tactically wise, they'd be really good. Yeah. But Danny, what would what would your favorite part of the? So my favorite part was a little tiny fluff, uh, like excerpt where they say that, uh, like they could only get three, Abaddon could only get three companies of night lords to come uh, to the planet because the rest like the majority of the night lords legion were all on on Ulthway attacking Ulthway which is like spoiler a little bit if you haven't read the night lords book mm-hmm. like the end of the night lords books is uh, one of the main characters kind of his like offspring genetic offspring like he's uh, he's like all right yeah let's go fuck up Ulthway cuz they killed my dad you son of a bitch how dare they dave we're back to you. What was your favorite part of the book? Uh, so I, there was this one little tiny fluff bit that if you're not paying attention, you you don't catch, uh, where you find out that the reason he could only get so few Night Lords is because they were off on another planet Eat fighting. Eat a dick. Die, you son of a bitch. Pick something else, Dave. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I really I really liked the fight between the two of them. It was incredibly well written. Between Calgar, Calgar and, and, uh, and Abaddon. Um, show, it, cool. it shows you that, that Calgar knew he couldn't beat Abaddon in a fight. But he was still willing to do what it took, uh, which he's, is die. He's, he's the Stone Cold Steve Austin to Calgar's Rock. <laughs> I, pre- I always kind of just run it there. It Hit the like code. Just run Flair. it. Nope, we're ending the ep- just because the he's old. Right he's from like a previous era. First off, of wrestling. Do not besmirch Ric Flair. He's not I'm that not. old. We saw him in Vegas. If you don't we remember, did. he told us. <laughs> I don't, did we tell that story? Yes. I don't know. Yes, no, we did. but hey, I'm going to take a break and hear that story. <laughs> if you want to hear that story, and we subscribe to right Patreon. Back. It'll oh, be there. No. If you're in the Anchorage area and need your hobby fix, head on down to Tier 1 Cards and Games. Whether it's 40K, X-Wing, Attack Wing, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Pokemon, War Machine, Age of Sigmar, Malifor, or even Magic, the Gathering kind, not the Siegfried and Royd kind, Tier 1 Cards and Games has the space, the players, and products for you to build your forces and destroy your foes. Not in Alaska? Enjoy our snow, suckers. We've got none. And while you're stuck inside, check out Tier 1's live Twitch stream at www.twitch.tv forward slash Tier 1 Cards. Streaming ITC format, 40K starting at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the last Saturday of every month. I will make sure you are no longer on the go-to list. All right, you you are you're 86. You are 86 you're, from my you're mom's on house. On the much smaller don't do list. Yeah. It's, it's literally just you. Yeah, and it's you Dan. and me. Did she tell you that I'm on the small list? 
<laughs> that's a different list. You are on that oh. one, though. Um, but yeah, so Vigilus is wrapped up now. Oh, good. It's we a- started. I didn't know. <laughs> it's the same as the rest of it. Yeah, isn't it's it? the yeah, same as the rest much. of it. I mean, you guys are, are about the same whether I tell you you're recording or not. Um, but Vigilus <laughs> is wrapped up. Coming out of Adeptcon next, we're looking forward to, or some of us are looking forward to Apocalypse oh, Rules. Oh, man, I can't wait oh. to see them. It should be interesting. Um, For we're, sure. we're looking forward to uh, Unari Rules coming out next month. Oh, White yeah. Dwarf. Fuck yeah. You can expect a full episode on that, guys. The future is bright, um, apart from Summer of Sigmar, where, you know, we, we're going to, you know, I don't know. Okay. Do stuff. Sure. But uh, lots of good stuff coming still. Sisters about coming towards the end of the year. Uh, we're going to continue to bring you as good a content as we can, which is, you know. <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> no, we gonna, really are not. bringing some okay content. Um, and then, like I said, uh, by the next time you see us here, I'm sure we'll have more exciting news and exciting things that we get to go over and, and talk, talk about. about. Yeah. And all that kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for, for holding in here. Uh, for Mob Rules, I've been John. And I've been Dave. I've been Danny. And um, we'll uh, see you next time-ish. <laughs>